last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Practically went without saying your dad keep pop-up stuffed and mounted in front of the fireplace, as is family tradition. I realized this was a funeral. The page is dead. Our hope is lost. Jake, the page was you. Did he take all of Jade's pumpkins? What do you want for your wriggling day? What does Roxy know about a wiggling day? Yeah! Yeah, good question. I'm just chill fucking about being a pale friend to all variations of cute and eligible help peeps. Uh, it's Crab Lucis. Huh. But like a giant Crab Lucis. Yeah. Yeah, an enormous Crab Lucis. That's odd. Yeah, that's a robot. It's fucking Metal Sonic. <laughs> God damn it. It's a bunny bot. It's a bunny bot. Are you saying you have conversations with your own autoresponder? Of course. Why do you think I made the thing? But, uh, yeah, Jane took the mailbox. The mailbox blew up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hussy bot. We should arrive in about three years. Dude, chill out. We got hornswoggled is all. Oh, okay, it's closed. It was crushed to death by your newborn ass. You bastard. Well, shit. That's a hell of a mystery no one thought was a mystery and didn't even really need solving. But damn if it didn't just get solved. So, nice work. Kanaya, where are you going? Clown hunting. It's like we're a superhero team or some kind of anime squad, just like Sailor Moon. Throwing WV to the other guys. That's the plan. To give you a bonus. You got one. Next. You are now Jane Crocker again, and once again you've woken up on the moon of Prospect without any recollection of how you fell asleep. You think you're going outside to get the mail? You can't remember. Weird. Weird, 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 weird. weird. Next. The moon is apparently eclipsing Skya. Uh, from your fanciful dream room atop your golden tower, you've seen many remarkable things clouds. Things which you cannot explain. Again, but against all better judgment, you have a feeling that what you're following regarding could very well be some sort of miracle. Hmm. Next. The miracle of a new beginning. Weird. Yeah, it's like we're seeing the prophets all like her tower was all like flashing. I wonder the miracle of a new beginning. <sighs> Maybe that implies she died, but how would she end up on Prospect if she wasn't even in the fucking game yet? Well, like, I mean, Jade was on Prosper without being in the game yet. That's true, but she didn't take over as her dream body before getting in the game. True. But we also didn't see her die before getting in the game. That's what I mean. Like, Jane died before getting in the game. I don't know how that works. Or she's yeah. not dead. Or she's, or not she's dead in a she fucking just... coma. I don't know. Next. Oh, oh. somebody is there. And it looks Someone's suspiciously there. like a spade slick. Yeah. Next. Got, got a knife, so probably Jack Noir. Yeah. Next. Their, their version. Greek. Oof. Well, she wasn't dead before. Yeah, she's stabbed now. It's Listen, it's fine. This happens to everybody. Next. Dead. Wow. Another coffin clogger bites the dust. 
Jane is having a bad time. Just like, tur- like oh, like what, what that cloud means. Ah. <laughs> Just shanked her. Jesus, next. Two down, two to go. Oh, did he kill Jake? Jake on the planet? It seemed hmm. like it. Jane, be Jack Noir. Jane is too dead at the moment to be Jack Noir. Jack Noir just bees himself instead. Fuck. Bees himself. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jack, get watch. Get the shit out of the way. We are a busy bureaucrat. The clock is ticking and time is dead, kids. Jack, check time. Yeah, but he's, uh... Yeah, he threw got, down... Got, like, his, his chest... And we can see that inside are one of them sky dogs, and two is a vendinitary with the kids. Yeah, all four of them. Jesus. Next. We'll be we'll check time. The moment rapidly approaches. You've got to show these alabaster sons of bitches how what a, our cold war is done. You can't wait to read on their papers. The maid is dead. Our life is pathetic. Blah blah blah. Or some such monotone drivel overheard during one of the pointless, weepy cadaver parades. There'll be no mistake in this time. No servant will discover the body before the queen. The prospects remaining here passed in her sleep, peacefully and mysteriously. The clock strikes twelve. No one in this wretched kingdom of any doubt is calling the shots here. You're gonna bring the whole goddamn ball down. So... The scratch doesn't change the fact that Carcat fucked up the code for the universe. Seems like it. It's just fucked up in a different way this time. Instead yeah. of killing the Black Queen, he's killing kids. Yeah. Contact roll. You touch baits with your administration's top powder monkey. None other than Dursite Bumbler Extraordinaire, the courtyard droll. You ask if he's done ringing this tower, tower to blow. He says, you bet. You say, good, over. But he mutters something other radio you don't quite catch. He says, what is it? He says, oh, nothing, boss. You say, out with it. He asks, isn't this cheating, assassinating heroes like this before the war has even really begun? He says, what do you care? Just all your orders. He says, oh, of course, no questions. He just thought it was against the rules or something. He says it's all fair game now that the kingdom's under new management. The new boss ain't opposed to taking some shrewd tactical shortcuts. You like the cut of her jib. He says he supposes he can't complain. Her policy toward the Lauren hat seems to be as lenient as the old queen's. You say, will you shut up about the hats? He says it's probably because she wears the most grand and luxurious fluffy hat he's ever seen. You say you don't think that's a hat. You think it's something called a hair. He says, oh. You say, now quit all that yapping and follow your damn orders. He says, okay, but it just feels wrong. You say what does? He says, I don't know, there's something about wrong feet that poor sleeping boy all those desi peanuts just felt wrong. You say you don't care if it felt like a fucking full body massage. You get those bombs ready to blow over and out. Wait. Venom what? Okay, hang on. Hang on. Kingdom under new management. Yeah. Someone with a lot of hair. Uh. Hmm. Okay, mm. nobody on Prospect or Durst has hair. Let's start by saying that first. Yes. My first thought is Jade, but what the fuck? Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Ugh, 
She's on the ship. Right, and she's also not in this session. No. Like, uh, even, it seems like even her like god powers doesn't allow her that. Yeah, she's outside of the session. Yeah. Uh, also, is Jake allergic to peanuts? Yeah. Yeah. I think early on, John said that he was allergic to peanuts. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Next. He says the intelligence board said this kid wouldn't take well to peanuts. They snuck them in there, a whole bag of them. You know, like, kind of from the circuses. Check out that fucking hat. Look at that dope hat! Holy shit. Next. CD's got it going on. He does. He says he ate most of them because they were delicious. And as far as he knows, aren't poisonous to most everybody else. Then he did save a few to get the job done because he's a professional who always carries out his orders. It's just the shittiest picture. Yeah. Next. Severely allergic, deadly peanuts. Not easy being asleep more than peanuts, he says. He says it had to work extra hard to make them. to put them in his mouth and then use his hands to make them both chew up those nuts. <laughs> Next. Chew, chew, chew. <laughs> but, uh, mission accomplished, nonetheless. He tells you, you should be pleased to know those nuts were super deadly. It would be fair, he doesn't know if he died from poison or just choked on a bunch of barely chewed peanut bits. You know what else is super deadly, you say? Knives. Sharp, deadly knives. You stick in people's soft horses to make them bleed until they die. He doesn't have anything to say to that. Jack, wrap this up. You should forget it. What's done is done. The prosecutor and heroes are dead, and that's all that matters. Just be ready to dent at the appropriate time. He doesn't write that, but what if there's any more orders after that? Yes, what about the other two? The ones on our moon. And then more importantly, is there any particular snack that is poisonous to them? You say forget about those two. They're much trickier to deal with. You've got the dignitary work going on now. You'll get a report from him soon when you return. You wouldn't have been bothered leaving in the first place, but you wouldn't make this trip personally and stick it to all the self-righteous sky-bathing goody-two-shoes yourself. Hang on. Something's happening here. You gotta go. Oh, something's getting real messy off-screen here. Yeah, but Spade Slick did the one thing you're never supposed to do. He turned his back on the body. Yeah, he should know better than that. Inspect Torso. This can't be good. You better have the road and blow this joint before this dead bra does some sort of lifey thing. Oh, boy. Hit road. Blow joint. But, yeah, they said early the maid and then life. Yeah. Oh, the spoil. Huh. Where? Top yeah, right-hand on corner. the bed. Hmm. On the bed. Oh, but, yeah, uh, hit road, blow joint. Yep. And he takes his stuff, pulls out a uh, transportalizer. Next. And uh, we're getting that uh, thing we just saw in the cloud. Yeah, everything's getting all zappy. This is the life symbol seeing... in the background there? Yep. Nice. Nice. Next. Which is like kind of looks like the breath symbol, but like on its side. Yeah, on its side. And I think the left part here is turned a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did I say next? I think I said next. Yeah, yeah. But we're seeing a clock counting down. To 12. Yeah. Ball. To midnight. Drop. Because it's, hey, it's... Oh, jeez. It's January 1st. 
Oh, okay. Yep. And yeah, the ball like it explodes and next. That ball drops. Oh boy. Oh boy. Next. Bounce. I'm gonna guess he doesn't do as much killing of Jane as he really would like to. Yeah. But what do I know? Next. Yeah. The Presbyterians are kind of freaking out. Yeah, you know, deservedly so. Yeah. Next. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Next. <laughs> yeah, crashes, crashes into through the world. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Just bouncing, bouncing. Next. Yeah. <laughs> act six, act two. Oh. Yep, Jane's asleep. Around the Nowhere corner. near the mailbox. There has to be some kind of intervention there. Dad is freaking the fuck out, though. Yeah, as he should, because he thinks his daughter's dead. Yeah. Jane, wake up. Wake up! What the heck just happened? Now you remember, the mailbox was booby trapped. We survived somehow. Got knocked out. How did you get all the way over here? That's a good question. Next. Dad seems just done, uh, just as dumbfounded as you, and more than a little distraught. A little set, and whiskey away in the nick of time. Can that lenny, little bunny really move that fast? Where is he? Where is that little bunny? Next. Where's that little bunny? You suppose you could let your dad know you're okay, but it's been so long since you enjoyed such a massive prankster's game in exchange <laughs> with the old man. Hard to not bask in it, if only for a few seconds. That's a, that's a, there's a guardian cat up there. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a guardian dog, and now there's a... Yeah, guardian cat. Jane, turn around. Oh, it's the god cat again. Guess that explains it. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I like just like, I just like, oh. Like, like oh, god yeah, cat. that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew it. It's very cute. Next. Just look at that aloof little bastard. He doesn't give a shit about anything, does he? You guess you feel grateful towards him for saving your life, but you don't know. He's just like to rescue you from explosion as he is to randomly teleport you across town, forcing you to call your dad and ask for a ride home while you spend all day playing some random field in the pouring rain while you wait home for hours for your dad to come and pick you up after he gets lost because he hung the wrong place into Google Maps. God. <laughs> call G-Cat down for... Oh, G-Cat. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Call G-Cat down from the tree. If you're inclined to do that, he wouldn't respond to the name. You're pretty sure he doesn't have a name. Your friends just call him the G-Cat for lack of anything to call him. Everyone has opinions, but nobody can be on a good name. You think he probably doesn't want a name. He's just a feisty stray who likes to meddle with your life and vanish for weeks at a time. True. True. Uh, next. Uh-oh. Looks like the jig is up yet again. It's the jig ever anywhere but up that's what you want to know you feel bad about leaving a suspense for even a moment your game is totally rocked by guilty conscience Aww. she feels bad she what? feels she bad should. she should next he tells you to go inside this instant um I had a thing similar to this not that my parents thought I was dead um but I was watching god I think I was like watching the Lion King when I was a kid and it was bedtime I did not want to go to bed uh, and the way their room was set up, and we were watching it in there, because where VCR was, um, I, I rolled off the bed to the other side where they don't usually look, uh, and just kind of hung out there 
and watch the movie, and they flipped the fuck out because they could not find me. Like, uh. yeah, they did not... For whatever reason, they didn't look on that other side of the bed for a solid 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was just watching The Lion King. So, you know, I, did, I, I think I was too young to feel bad, but looking back on it, it's like, man, I probably... That probably almost killed them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jane, return to room. You get inside this instant and march back to your room. Dad doesn't say as much, but it seems to say you're now programmed for life. You hear a loud thump just outside your door. He dragged that fridge right back up. Next. Nope. It's the bathtub. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, he's ripped the bathtub out. Amazing. Uh, Jane, contact BFFC. As long as you just got done paying your pipe for, you might as well get busy eating all this goddamn crow. Oh, so much stuff is gathered on your plate. She appears to be online now. It looks like she sent you the hacked file when you were away. Yeah, okay. Next. Because, yeah, she doesn't have the alpha anymore, so... Nope. She's gonna use this hacked version. Uh, guess again, she began bothering Tipsy Nostalgic at... 111. Hey! Uh, roll out? Oops, sorry. This is having important chats. Oh, with whom? Well, you had another inelder fucking battler who else I have to talk to. Yeah, which one precisely? D-Stride, insmurfable prick motherfucker extraordinaire. Oh, wow. Right in there. <laughs> yeah. If the chats and surplus dinners were truly important, I wouldn't want to interrupt. No, of course not. Just the usual BS. Chats with you always get prit precedence anyways. Unless this is more you give me shit about not believing all my sick true facts. Actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I see. Go on... You see, I was just the target of another assassination attempt. Fuck. Two, in fact. One here in the real world, as I attempted to retrieve the mail. Luckily, it was thwarted by a certain cat who shall remain nameless. <laughs> oh, man. God cat. BVF. Good. BFF. No, wait. God was right. Fuck it. Both spells are true. But in the process of being rescued from the explosion, I was knocked unconscious, and in my dream, there was another assassination attempt. This one, I believe, was successful. Uh-oh. I'm becoming convinced that our dream selves are being picked off by violent hooligans. Shit. Hooliginous. Yeah. But I think you mean Batterwitch thugs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps. The one who accosted me was a knife-wielding lunatic, and it's reasonable to deduce that the same forces were responsible for Jake's death on Prospect as well. It looks like we are in the clutches of an actual caper, a real-life mystery, which, under different circumstances, would be quite exciting. But the truth is, I think we're all in great danger. Well, fuck. I guess it's time to take this shit up to Red Alert. So it's been for, like, fucking ever, Jane. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't all there was to the dream. Shortly before I was stabbed, I had a rather long gander at Skya. Uh, gander, you say? Yes. How good a gander? I would say a pretty substantial gander. Okay. And during your totally massive gander, you snagged 
What did you see? I saw things in the clouds. Things? Yes. Things. What things? Things happening in the future, I think. Many events pertaining to us. All of us. And other people I didn't recognize. It was a bit overwhelming. It made me feel small. Insignificant. Relative to whatever it is we're about to involve ourselves with. And honestly, it made me feel pretty foolish, too. Foolish. Why foolish? Fuck. I began to wonder why I ever had the audacity to think I know much of anything about the world we live in or the journey we're about to take, or to think I could ever rule anything out. I have a feeling that whatever I saw, it means you've been telling the truth all along, about everything, and I'm starting to feel like a complete idiot for doubting you. Oh man. I've been one great big horse's caboose, and I think you're owed an apology. Do you think you could forgive me? Jane. Damn. You're making me feel like shit here. Why? Uh, no reason. Just, uh, hey, did you DL the game file I sent you? I did. But at this point, I guess I have no choice but to use it. I guess you are a step ahead of me yet again. Why? Uh, because the one in the mail detonated on my roast recent assassination attempt? What? Oh, Fuck those hacks. Those old exploring game trip would stop to stoop to such lowbrow shenanigans like that. So many sweet typos. <laughs> that words just made me fucking furious sometimes. Hoo <laughs> The tactic was quite underhanded, yes. Yeah. Uh, so... What were you talking about again? Sorry, I just got worked up over it. I don't blame you. Where we were, by my estimation, was a place where I was about to awkwardly attempt to swallow a helping of humble pie to somehow make it up to you for my years of stubborn mistrust. Hey, Jane. What's that a bunch of split infinitives? Hmm? Split. To awkward attempt to somehow make it up, I... Oh! Oh, so busted. Oh gosh, what a doofus. You see, I clearly don't have all the answers. I really had some nerve challenging anyone on practically any subject. Don't be so hot too hard. We both know that rule is bullshit anyway. You hold yourself too high to standard, and those standards kind of leak out and start getting applied to other people, I guess, sometimes. Really don't have to apologize, Jane. You ain't humble pip or anything that you got to do is maybe not be a siege tight ass all the time. That's fair, but I would still like to make a gesture, even if it's one partially motivated by self-interest, seeing as I have clearly much to learn. Huh? I would like to give you a free pass for a day. It's good for 24 solid hours of absolute credulity from your best friend. Uh... Hmm. Okay, waiting for you to say WTF you're exactly talking about. It means starting now, whenever you tell me, I'll have to believe you. I promise. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Um, are you there? Ro? Shh. This is a dramatic pause. Calm your tits. Oh. Hmm. Exactly how dramatic are we talking here? Shall I go retrieve a magazine? 
Really? <sighs> God. <laughs> Roxy's really good. Roxy's really good. Oh, boy. Next. This is a dramatic pause. Calm your tits. <laughs> Chill. God. Also, the thing you realized halfway through that. Yeah. That's, um... I forgot what the fuck... The con... The condesi. Condesi? Yeah. Huh. She's got big hair. She has a lot of big hair. Oh, but... Weird. I guess that only really makes a, sense. We're seeing a... Roxy's room. Yeah. She's uh, got a martini. Still. Martini. Still. She's got one of those, uh... <clears throat> like, nuclear power things from, like, Rose... Like, when the Ravel... The, the yeah. lab Rose was in. Uh, she got a finistrated wall. Yep. She's got a cat. She's got a kitty. It's wearing a suit. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we know another cat that wore a suit. Did we? Yeah. Does Vodka Mutini wear a suit? No. No. Mm. Jasper's. Oh, Jasper's, right. Huh. Didn't Jasper say he disappeared and lived with another girl for a long time? Oh my god. Yeah, he did. He said that. That's weird. Okay, then. What do you mean to say? Or are you out of belief in? Hmm. Everything, I guess. I'd like to get completely up to speed, if possible. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I already said everything. Why don't you say, just say it all again? Some reiterations certainly couldn't hurt, but this time I won't work so hard to sift the fantastical from the plausible. So, like, stuff's just said about my mom, or... Sure. Oh, well, for starters, she really is that known of Arthur, you know. Oh, I know that. That was always something I had no trouble believing, considering the public documentation even reclusive celebrities receive. And frankly, the family resemblance is obvious. Yup. Anyway, it would be disingenuous if I found your relation far-fetched since we're all apparently related to noteworthy people. It's just one of those funny things. True that. Then, what else can I talk about? Like her call of magics and stuff? I don't know a whole lot about the magics. Is the fact that real as shit can get. Maybe we should start at the very beginning. Okay. But the beginning is a heck of a long time ago. Do you remember around when we first started talking? Yeah. And you claimed you were the one making my pumpkins disappear? <laughs> yeah. You later proceeded to try to prove to me that you were saying was true, but none of your attempts thereafter would ever bear any fruit, pardon the pun. Okay, but it ain't being pardon because a pumpkin ain't even a fruit. It's a big old part thing for Halloween, no nuts. Yes, I know what pumpkins are. It was a joke, silly. What I'm trying to say is, in thinking back to those days when you couldn't verify your claims, it made me think the whole thing was a big ruse. And I think this unfortunately began a pattern of mistrust. It was always hard to rule out the possibility that you could be joking about other things as well. Yeah, but it's not my fault. I mean, appropriation tech is notoriously unreliable. Never explained this. I can't just always purify stuff for you anytime I want. I can only take stuff that I'm allowed to, which is pretty much random. Like stuff that by taking it be 
is of the timeline because that stuff is supposed to be there and serve some function that hasn't served yet. So most of the time I'll try to get, get a slime on my end, but pumpkins for some reason are a little easier to take. I don't know why. Like they're specifically and arbitrarily unhinged in space time. It's spooko key. I couldn't begin to explain the science behind such a technology either. But I guess the important thing is, regardless of how or why it works, this is a story you continue to stand by. That is, you're still taking credit for the mysterious disappearance of all those pumpkins I drew years ago. F yeah. I so gunked your gourd, Jane. Did you gank them when my gourd was down? Yes. Yes, I did exactly that. Snatch your pets, sucker. <laughs> Very well. Then I believe that's what happened. That's all I'm trying to say here. So, okay. You believe that? Now what? Now, nothing, really. You may continue to tell me anything you would like with the confidence that I won't doubt you. So, by all means, go ahead. Okay. Got it. What did feel like to get stabbed by a bad guy? Oh, come on. Huh? That's a question! Yeah, sir? It's not any sort of revelation or statement for me to take at face value. Dad, burn it, this isn't that difficult. And for the record, it's not great. Well, that's not. Getting stabbed by a bad guy! It isn't all that peachy! Yeah, I bet. Must have sucked. Or dream suck. Alright, okay. So you're not in the mood to tell me things? No, I am. I'm psyched about you wanting to believe me all. Part of me still feels like I should prove it. Like I tried to once. It just frustrates me. I mean, I'm a scientist. I should be able to prove my shit. Like, subject my claims to the fucking madrigogs. Eh, madrigogs? Madrigers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I mean, I trust between friends and Sweden and everything, but... I don't know if I want to be the repentant of, like, a buttload of pity believing. It's not about pity. It's more like a gesture I'm trying to make. Or maybe that's not quite right. It has more to do with setting things right for myself than making it up to you. That makes sense? Uh... Shoot, I'm doing such a terrible job explaining this. Patiently sips beverage. The bottom line, I want to believe the things you say now. That's all you need to know. Okay, that's good. I just want that too, but I still want to prove it irregardlessly. Shudders uncontrollably at word usage. Whoops, sorry. Still want to prove it irregardlessly. All fixed as fuck. So, you down for one last try? Sure. Okay, let's get busy. What do you want to see me disappear if I... Jane, look around. There's a thing there that can't be found. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The baking chest, maybe? Too big. I got size restrictions here. Bigger stuff takes huge amounts of power to swipe. So this gizmo I have is built in size cap. Like something as big as you, for instance. I can't take. Believe me, I've tried. Oh, that's sweet of you, I guess. It was just sweet me to try and steal you from the hangouts, but... It worked because of bulb shit. I can't take stuff, but I can't take stuff somewhat smaller. What are the restrictions? Just dump shit on the floor. 
Tell me everything that's there. Empty Silodex. Well, what immediately catches my attention is this enormous book. I wonder how it squares with your size restriction. What book? My Unabridged Sassacres. It's a very rare edition and a precious family heirloom, so I don't know if it would make an ideal candidate for the journey. No, no, you can That shit's perfect. Should be just the right size, like big, but not bark, but just barkly, not too big. But what if it gets damaged? She'll be set fire. Oh, silly me. What was I even worried about? Uh, <laughs> set fine. That wasn't even a Freudian slip. Dr. Frude just tripped over an errant phallus, tumbled down a flight of stairs, and broke his neck. And then a cigar exploded comically in his face. <laughs> Jane, you're funny. Oh, she's still lolling at that word boner I made. Oh my god. <laughs> It was spectacular. But for real, I wouldn't set your fucking drug book on fire, Jane. I don't do... It doesn't even do that, even if it was the worst kind of rock. Couldn't we send Wise Guy instead? At least it could be easily replaced. Jane? Huh. Jane? Hmm. Fuck Wise Guy. It would be so lame as a guinea pig book. God damn, where can anyone know how to spell Jenny Pig well sober? Could be sober as a church Christ and look at Jenny, 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 Jenny. Ah, no, she looks fucking intrinsically fucked typographically speaking. So fuck that word. Fuck those particular pigs. No. I reject your proposal that we fuck wise guy, whatever that actually means, or for that matter, the spelling of any adorable rodents named after African nations. Jane? Are you being a tight ass again? I don't think so. We talked about this. About what? About you being a tight ass. I'm not being a tight ass. Janie, seems to me... There is a math chance of you being a huge tight ass. Are you being a huge tight ass on me, Danny? God damn it, take the book. What do I care? Yes, that's the spear bit. Now you're believing with petrol. I fail to see what offering up a priceless book for your wildly capricious science experiment has to do with a resolution to be less stingy with my beliefs, but all right. <laughs> okay, relax about the book. Now let's just tease in because there's like practically a hundred percent chance this won't wonk like always work work like always. So ready. Yes, let's just get on with it. God, so they're gonna take this book. Take this book. RL, a purify. And it disappearifies. It worked! The book is gone! Oh no. Oh shit! What is it? Shit! Did you receive the book? Shit! Don't tell me. The book is damaged somehow, isn't it? Fuck! Is it at least somewhat intact, or was it completely incinerated in transit? I just knew we should have used Wise Guy. I can't believe this. Don't 
worry. The book itself is topes fine. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, then what's the problem? I'm so stupid. So stupid, so stupid, so stupid. Will you tell me what happened? Gotta go. BBL. We'll talk about important stuff later. Tristan and Austin ceased bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Tristan and Stoutrick began bothering Guts and Gumshoe. PSJ, thank you for leaving me. Tristan and Stoutrick ceased bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Tristan and Stoutrick began bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Oh shit! Another thing is, do not run the file I'll send you before I get back. I need to, uh... Don't wait on me, okay? The Sifters and Sonic ceased bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Tristan and Stoutrick began bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Fuck. <laughs> Tristan and Stoutrick ceased bothering Guts and Gumshoe. Oh no! Something bad happened. Something bad happened. Next. Something really, really bad happened. You wonder what her deal was. It's always something with her. You begin notice her game files, beckon you to play, but she warned you not until she gets back. Fooey. Oh, hey, you just notice your slightly abridged edition of Sasquatch over on the floor. You guess you could have sent that much less valued copy and saved a lot of arguing, but what's done is done. There's more ring material sprinkled about, too. You clearly got some Dynakill before your BFFC gets back from her emergency. Might as well do some casual reading. But there's nothing casual about hoisting in a bridge Sasquatch I know up, so forget about that. It's always Game Girl, but the articles are a bit, all a bit vapid, and in your view, somewhat demeaning to female gamers and women in general. You and Rolau are convinced the whole thing is just written by the same odious D-bags who write Game Bro, which is exactly what makes it a good for the L-U-L's, her words. Speaking of bros... In the games they play. Uh, Jane, read Pony Pals. Pony Pals. Hell. Fucking. Yes. Destry. You've read this a million times already. It's one of your favorite gifts. Another gander at it couldn't hurt. But this is Detective Pony. Oh god, yeah. Uh, Jane, examine contents. Amazing chapters. Potentially the TOC for greatest book ever written. But, Pentacorch. Shout out this nightmare instead. It's a visitor. Screaming ponies. Motherfuck. Danger. Flames. Missing. The fight. Blood in the snow. Holy shit. Homeless. Three ideas. Acorn shatter. A pony broods. The final freakout. Appendix A. Official body count. Porsches. And whatever. <laughs> so this is a real book. Is it? It's... it's Pony Pals is an actual series. Me and Luke went through all of the book, the names of the books, and they're all fucking hilarious. God. Such as, I want a pony, a pony for keeps. Give me back my pony. Too many ponies. Runaway pony. Goodbye pony. The wild pony. Don't hurt my pony. Sickness pony. Keep out pony. The girl who hated ponies. Pony sitters. The blind pony. The missing pony pal. Detective pony. The saddest pony. Moving pony. Stolen pony. Winning pony. Western pony. The pony and the bear. Unlucky pony. The lonely pony. Movie star pony. The pony and the missing dog. The newborn pony. Lost and found pony. Pony for sale. Ponies from the past. Here's my pony. What's wrong with my pony? The pony... <laughs> the pony... The pony... The pony the lost swan. Magic pony. The pony in the haunted barn. No ponies in my house. Ponies in parade. And then the baby pony. The po- story of our ponies. The ghost pony. The fourth pony pal. Pony problem. The last pony ride. God. (laughs) 
but that is the real contents of that, including blood in the snow. God. What the fuck? <laughs> Just says holy shit next to it. <laughs> yeah, Dirk has like written all over it. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Jane, flip to page one. Tragic pony news. <laughs> And this is uh, based off something that Andrew actually did with someone. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna Harley, almost a good name for you. Not sure why. Yeah, for Anna and then Harley, dumb name. Sounds like part of a speech impediment by imbecile. God. Yeah. Is from, yeah. Came out her back door and ran across the backyard. There were two ponies in the paddock behind Anna's house in the yard. Hey, ponies, Anna called out. We're... Go for a chair ride as she prepared her noose adroitly. Anna's pony, Acorn, was standing in the pony chair. Her other pony, Little Sebastian, belonged to Anna's next-door neighbor and pony pal, uh, the city of Pawnee, Indiana. God. Little Seb came over to Anna, but Acorn stayed in the chair. Anna thought that Acorn was trying to hide her. She liked to play I'm scared shitless of my master. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, turn page. Man, screw handwriting. This is easier. And went to her shed. Acorn wasn't fucking around. She was starting a fluffy black cat with white paws, taking the dump on his favorite saddle. Cow staring back at Acorn. <laughs> 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 Shit like tomorrow wasn't a thing. Hey, kitty, said Anna. What are you doing here? She, she asked if the act of defecation only forms the girl. Bonnie came to shed behind Anna. Whose cat is that? The world time ship inquired. I know, answered Anna. It's not a pony, so who seriously gives a fuck? Suddenly a mouse ran from the feed vent. The contrived incident caused some extra shit to happen. Acorn's like, oh, hell no. But not the fucking my padlock. Acorn nickered as to say, vile slur, slurs admitted. The cat leapt back on the straw and curled himself into a ball. Acorn took a few steps toward the cat and crushed it to death with his magnificent hooves. Acorn nickered triumphantly. That's so cute, murmured, murmured the fictional Midwestern burrow. Pam Crano wrote, another goddamn pony up to the shed. She said hi to her pony pals, and the whole crew came complacent with the bullshit horse club. And I pointed to the cat, Acorn has a new kind of meat he appears to tolerate. She exploded. Later, about halfway through the book, rather than see the gag through to the bitter end, started pasting over entire pages of real text with his own completely rewritten version of the story. While keeping all the chapters, his revision is a tough, emotionally draining read, but it's cathartic in all the worst ways possible. He tends to get carried away with his projects. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dirk. Dirk's funny, but also Jesus. Calm down, dude. Shin like tomorrow wasn't a thing. Not the fucking my paddock, bitch. <laughs> God. I love Dirk. <laughs> yeah, Dirk's okay. Hey everyone, Ashley here. Just wanted to say that the next part of the episode is actually going to be when me and Molly were uh, in the same room together, so there may be a bit more noise than usual. Stuff I just couldn't mute or edit out because it's all one audio track. But that does make it so that it's a lot snappier and uh, we're in the same room, so I think there's a lot of really good acting in this bit, and also, it's some of my favorite parts of Homestuck, so, enjoy!
Okay, this podcast is live. Woo! We did it. Yay. Welcome to the Seattle podcast time. Yeah. Um, are you going to do that? You want to do the intro? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck Live. It's live. It's live. It's live. Not if you listen to this on the feed, but if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and watching this on Video Entropy, our Twitch channel, it's live. I love how we're plugging this Twitch channel like seven months after we're recording this episode. Today is October 30th, 2016. I am dating this so I can know when this goes up on the podcast feed and remember that. It is Molly's birthday. It's my birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, Molly. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Um, Ashley's out in Seattle. Today, yeah. uh, today, tomorrow, yesterday, the day before, um, we're we have been shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a video store. Yeah, we're doing this like all day. Yeah, this is basically this is basically our day. We'll go to dinner at some point. Fuck the waypoint stream. This is where it's at. <laughs> Fuck the waypoint stream. Um, and also, God, what else? Uh, tomorrow we're, we are recording a special totally reprise and transmission. Yeah. So we have a loaded schedule. Yep. Coming up. Um. Yeah. Somebody get on Twitter. I forgot to tweet that we're actually live now. Oops. Whoop, whoops a daisy. This is good podcast audio. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna send out this tweet real quick. Yeah, but last time we we had just finished a pony pals. God, fucking God. <laughs> the the amazing work of art. Dirk Strider, the yeah. artist. Should I get <sighs> used? Oh, yes. yeah, God, uh, we're the worst. Pris is here. Uh, my girlfriend Pris is here on the couch. She's sick. She does not feel very good. I feel okay. My voice is going to be super deep. Sorry. Uh, you don't have to apologize. You're fine. Yeah, so chat is not always going to be visible on the stream. We're just doing it right now. Um, Ashley has it pulled up on her phone, so yep. we'll be able to respond that way, but there probably will be a delay. Oopsie. Oopsie-daisy. Um, oh, there might not be a delay. I mean, you'll hear a delay. Yeah. We won't have a delay in receiving these messages. Um, but <clears throat> this is going to be weird, because we're going to be doing like voice acting in front of each other on one mic. Yeah. Um, which one Ashley is very nervous about from what I can understand. She just nodded. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, should we just, should we just, should we just do this? Should we just read Homestuck? Should we read Homestuck? Read some fucking Homestuck. Let's do it. Uh, Jane, just check out the file already. You try to distract yourself with strategy literature, but it's no use. Your curiosity is overwhelming. Long could be gone for hours, for all you know. Surely there couldn't be any harm just installing the file, could there? Oh, that's gonna go bad. Hmm. Next. That's an, <laughs> that's an odd extension for a file. You don't think you've seen it before. Oh, that's the till death extension. Yeah, it is. That's bad. And she also has a problem sleuth. I think we've seen this before. But yeah, we've seen the problem sleuth desktop. It's really oh, good. It's, it's appropriate, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, install Spurb client. It doesn't seem to install anything. It just runs a small application when you execute it. Looks like we're one key press away from playing. Do you dare? Jane, press enter. 
Oh. Huh. Next. Hey, Jane. Next. Step away from your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Computer. Computer. <laughs> Next. Oh. <laughs> that's where this is from. Yeah. What a good gif. What a good, good gif. Uh, next. He just, it's a smile. It's a cat smiley face. Yeah. Roxy's the best. Roxy's great. What? What is that? That's the till death symbol. Yeah. Next. <laughs> oh, God. And her computer explodes. Jane is having a bad day for explosions. Yep. Just a very bad explosion day. I don't know next. if I need this iPad. <laughs> no? You good? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Just close it up. But she gets a sweet catch. <laughs> Great job, G-Cat. Good job, G-Cat. Next. God, you wish stuff would <laughs> stop exploding. Uh, answer D-Stry. Because I may need it for, like, pestrologs. For pestrologs. That's what I figured we would use yeah. it for mostly, is pestrologs. Okay. Yeah. No, there's no good day for explosions. Just... No. It's just, there's so many of them today, specifically. You know, she's got on her, uh, Crocker tiara. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to take? Uh... I don't know. What's the what's your Jane voice again? Because I forgot. Uh, my Jane voice is kind of close to Jade. Okay, yeah. Um, like maybe like a bit deeper, but right, right. Um, do you like doing Dirk? I, I, I do like doing Dirk. Okay, you could do Dirk. Uh, Tomei's testified begin bothering Gutsy Gumshoe at one forty-three. I should probably warn you about what? Yet another exploding game trap. Well, shit. She already sent it? Yes. But to be fair, she warned me not to run it. That's weird. Why? She was probably just trying to protect me from the Batterwitch's latest assassination attempt. Sheesh. I can't believe you finally got me saying Batterwitch 2. Who would have thought? No, it's weird because Lalonde was the one who rigged it to explode. It's a bogus copy she coded herself. The real game file she downloaded is totally legit. What? Really? Got it right fucking here myself. Checked it out. Files fucking clean as a whistle. Whistle that overcame a major substance abuse problem. Trying to get his life back on track. <laughs> whistle holding down a steady job now. It's taking things one day at a time. Eat a fucking dinner off that whistle. Mm. Okay, I'll shut up. Why would she do that? To accomplish exactly what it sounds like you gotta accomplish. You nail her. You nearly have earning the fake threat on your life, then getting your shit all hot and bothered by the bareness over it. Then you advocate your hair or throat or something and give up the game and a big fuck you to genocidal cake aliens. But she felt so strong that I should play. She could have just told me. Or told me more forcefully, I guess. I would have listened. Maybe. She's working through some problems right now. Really doesn't want us to play that game. So I guess this was sort of insane stunt you whipped up to derail the inevitable. Kinda reckless for my taste. One of the above statements is a fucking lie. Are you gutsy enough gumshoe to spot it? Maybe she was justified in taking such an extreme measure. I sure hadn't been taking her seriously. She even warned me not to play it until she got back, but I went ahead anyway because I was too impatient. Actually, 
Now that I think about it, she was probably going to disarm it or such when she got back, seeing as her objective had essentially been accomplished already by an actual assassination attempt. After that, I told her I'd believe her about everything. That probably made her feel guilty about setting me up, so she told me not to touch the file till she got back. Sounds about right. But then I went ahead and ran it anyway like a doofus. I think she just wanted to be believed. Shucks, am I an awful friend? Nope. I'm not so sure about that. Well, before you go taking a massive sad crap all of your friendship credentials, consider this. Only she could manage to blow up your computer with a nasty death loop virus and somehow make you be the one to feel shitty about it. <laughs> you're right. Or maybe you're the one who uniquely feels the predicate in this construction. I don't goddamn know. Your friendship with her is like a half-drunken three-legged relay race and the baton is a stick of dynamite. And you two are the only ones on the track. Me and English are watching the from under the bleachers, high-fiving constantly. I guess it's a pretty apt metaphor, even though it doesn't make the slightest bit of sense. Yes. I just wanted to start playing the game so badly. Now, more than ever, I have reason to believe the stakes have increased dramatically. They have, and they will continue to. I think our dream counterparts are all marked for death, and if we're to stand a chance, we must move quickly. I agree. Just heard about your assassination on Prospect. Oh, she told you already? Who? RL? No. I read it in a newspaper. Um, are you being ironic again? Nope. I just picked up one on a slazy Dursite tabloid p rags. Sometimes they'll feature some pretty insane <coughs> gossip about the royalty or whatever. They're primarily dedicated to smearing Prospect. The press had a field day with the deaths of the page and the maid. Dursite? You mean the other planet? The evil one? Durs, yeah. Not evil, necessary. As a bit simplistic, the canon represents the forces of opposition to Prospect and the four heroes, us. What did the story say about me? Dead. It was the big-ass headline. And the photo of your dead body lying there, followed by a lot of bullshit slander. It was also reported your tower exploded. They couldn't find the body to give it a proper funeral. Probably incinerated. I didn't realize you'd woken up in the game already. When did that happen? Don't know. Years ago. Don't recall, actually. I... Yes, I shouldn't act surprised you didn't tell me, but what with all your high fault and sorcery? Secretly. Ooh. Ooh. Secrecy? It's hard to explain. I was never technically asleep there. I was awake without realizing it. Then I realized it. I sort of learned how to be awake there while awake here, too. I'm awake there now. I'm but pretending to sleep. Pretending? Why? For one thing, it gets a bit distracting managing two alert bodies in different places at the same time. For another thing, it's better to maintain appearances. Everyone on Durst believes their heroes haven't woken up yet, though they are both rumored to be very active sleepwalkers. Which is half true. She can never seem to sleep still. Goes off wandering for days. Sometimes I gotta go round her up for some godforsaken cranny of the abyss, drag her tipsy ass home, tuck her back in. I'll have to turn her leg to the bed if she doesn't wake up soon. Though, in a lot of the recent assassination, her song trapped into the void probably worked for her advantage. Nobody even knows where she is. I'm still not sure I'm following. Why are you maintaining the appearance of being asleep? On Prospect, it seems as if the people there regarded me and Jake very highly, like celebrated figures. Is it not the same way on Durs? No, it's essentially the same situation here. They glorify us the same way. Almost like we're their pajama team mascots. Even though they will completely oppose our objective when all is said and done. Kind of ridiculous, really. But even so, I think it's a better lay low, not alerting one to my alertness. 
That way I can stick around and get information. Do some recon before shit starts getting real. In other words, read newspapers, get a feel for the word on the street and such? As might a detective? Yeah, among other things. Like keep an eye on agent activity. You mean secret <coughs> agents? No, more like high-ranking officials. Judging from your knife wound, I bait with victim the archagent himself. You feel honored, I guess. Who's that? A guy named Noir. Real nasty dude. Crazy ambitious. Loves knives. If we're going to stand any chance of winning this thing, I've got this nagging suspicion we're going to have to take him down first. If you own that next equally, it, is, it ain't going to be easy. Hmm. So Dirk is already awake and is, like, awake in two different places right now. Yeah, the... F- <sighs> He mentioned something that, like, Rose said, like, right at the Doom timeline was maybe you'll realize you've been awake the whole time, yeah. which is something that Dirk just said, too. Yeah, Dave apparently was awake the whole time, but... Yeah, and he didn't realize it, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing that Dirk just said, which is weird. Yeah. Or or interesting, or just a Strider thing. Yeah. Um, also, under the, uh, under the stands with English? I don't know. Hmm? Gay. What? what? <laughs> so, they, they, that's... That's where people go to make out, is under the stairs. Oh, yeah. No, gay. Yeah, gay. Um, yeah, I goofed up that line pretty good, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Oopsie. Um, yeah, next. Oh. And, uh, God kind of transports Jane back to her house. Yep. Sorry I gave you all the fucking exposition. No, it's fine. That's what I'm here for. Like, all, True. Literally, True. that is literally <laughs> what I'm here for. I guess I should find all that ominous. But I cannot lie, sir. Nothing you've said has made me one iota less excited to begin this adventure. Those dastardly agents can try to assassinate me all they like. I just want to get started. That's the most awesome way to be, Jane. And again, why you'll be our leader. Sort of. Right. Still fixing to pull the strings for us, per your extensive puppet metaphor? Pulling them as we speak. I'm having a little seven install a real copy of the client on another computer in house. A clean computer. Not any of the, uh, Bay Crocker Court garbage you tend to accumulate. I'll have to insist from this point onward you employ neutral devices. That shit fucks with your head. Mm. Okay, I think I can make that concession. Once it is installed, I'll connect with you. I'll be your server player. I know this isn't what you're hoping for, but some improvisation is on order. While you get the ball rolling, I'll try to take some sense into that mercurial booze sound. This sounds like a plan. I do hope she comes around. It'd be a bummer to play without her. She will. Say, do I even have any machines to survive the explosion besides this one? Do you have any machines that don't <laughs> inundate you with fucking Hamburg Helper ads and Guy Fieri's heinous propaganda? I guess not. Still, some nice things were surely destroyed. I think Detective Pony was caught in the blast. It's unlikely Acorn survived. A fitting end to a life of moral compromise. <laughs> so, since I'm apparently out of neutral devices... Which computer is Seb installing the file on? On your dad's computer downstairs. One in the study. Oh, I bet this goes poorly. Uh, it's her dad's computer. It's dad's computer. And yeah. <coughs> Rip acorn. Rip. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. Next. Oh, boy. <laughs> I believe that's Fred Astaire. Is it? Okay. Gotcha. My poor dad. He surely heard the explosion. I've put him through so much today. Oh, no. What? I just had a dreadful thought. The kitchen's just below my room. What if he began baking his afternoon cake when my computer exploded? Uh-oh. 
I just also love afternoon cake. Yeah, his afternoon cake. You know. Yeah. He just loves cake. Uh, next. <laughs> oh, jeez. We have a... Uh, I don't know if he's dead. I'll say he's knocked out. Yeah. Because it doesn't say dead anywhere on the screen. No, but we see uh, the cake comes out right on top of his head. <laughs> Fully frosted, baby. Yep. Huh. Uh, and there's also the copy of Pony Pals. Oh, God. In a, a Betty Crocker mix. That Betty Crocker stuff is so good. It just comes out fully finished. Yeah. Nice. Thank God for BCC Corp. Thank God. I wouldn't worry about it. Maybe I should go look. Though I'm a little afraid to. I think I'll dig a little more to kill that dude than a little falling debris. Trust me. That's fair. We know Dad to be very powerful. Yeah, all dads. All dads, very strong. Next. Come up. Oh, he's, <clears throat> he's fine. What the fuck? Jane, knock it off. He's just so confused. <laughs> I hope so. The Crockers have something of a legacy when it comes to losing forebears and mysterious explosions. I would be so sad if I kept the tradition alive like this. The most you have to worry about is getting grounded back to the Stone Age. When you're session, you're probably walking up in a prison cell on dirt. Probably take a huge safe in front of the bar for good measure. <laughs> probably. Probably. Next. Oh, Joel notes that there is also a shaving almanac on that page. Yeah, of course. Extremely good. Um, oh, is he already her server player? Apparently. That's we- Oh, I mean, Seb probably logged in. Yeah. If that's a thing. Now, do me a favor and hop off the couch. Okay, what are you doing? Making room for something big. Deploy. You want to destroy to play some sort of mammoth instrument on your balcony. It's just a well he took over for Roll Al. She probably would have destroyed half your house with that thing in her condition. But on the bright side, you're sure RL would enjoy a good nick with your notion of, of Diaz deploying his mammoth instrument. You wonder what she could possibly be up to. While you're at it, you also wonder what the deal is with the KD treatment of their names. D-Stride, Rollout, DS, R-Out, Strider, Lalon. It's all starting to get a bit silly. Each of their full names has 11 characters, and you've been dancing around all but two. Maybe it's time you're fully introduced to the last two characters. Yeah, fucking maybe. Yeah. Oh, God. But uh, he's putting down a... Like, you know, the... Totem wave? No, that... No, uh, that's... Alchemizalizer. Alchemeter? Alchemeter, That's the one. Boom. Next. And we're with Roxy. Finally. She's got a, uh, like, thing of... Like, a pile of wizard plushies and cat plushies. She's got a laser gun. She's got... We have a laser gun. She's got uh, two books on her... Bed. Her bed, yeah. Uh, she's got what looks like to be a few of those things from the lab. Yeah, a few of the um, the hubs. And it looks like she's got like something that looks like Ahab's crosshairs on her. Yeah, or a gun. Mm-hmm. She's got two guns. Yeah. One of the last two stands in her bedroom. It's a young lady. Due to an incident involving a purifier, an underbridge corner sassacre, and a perfectly white cat, <coughs> she will not be able to assist her BFFC for some time. And due to the aggressive occurrence of all that takes place in the Paradox space, the incidents have not happened yet. But what has happened yet was a young lady's 13th birthday. It took place almost three years ago. On the date, her placronym was engraved. It's engraved with 11 letters, to be precise, none of which you're already familiar with. You figure it couldn't hurt to take a peek at the engraving. You've been dying to get the soup on those last two mysterious characters. Yeah, if only we knew her name. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, examine placronym. Hey, get that damn cat out of the way. Cat, move tail. It, it, it just says R.O. Lalonde. <laughs> it says Roxy Lalonde. Thank you, cat, who is probably Jasper's. 
Final two chromatic symbols have been released from their fluffy, twitching prison. We did it. We figured it out. We dumb did. We did it, team. We solved the name mystery. <laughs> You've solved my name puzzle. <laughs> uh, examine room. Your name is Roxy. God damn, do you love wizards? You wish and hope they're real, and that is, and that so too is their magics and stuff. You enjoy running fan pros for said medical men, but you think maybe it's not so great. You are ever quite great at the esoteric sciences such as ectobiology, dark fenestrology, and the delicate arts of a purification. You have tended to recruit dead preserved specimens from your experiments, little to none of which aren't feline. You aren't one to shy away from a bit of gaming, particularly the sort well past its prime. You're a real soft spot for old school technology. It's fair to say most of your leanings are governed by a bent for nostalgia. Your coding credit is totally dick. Probably because you're the hottest shit hacksaw bitch to ever know. As diddly the it ass, she's beautiful. <laughs> you are known to <laughs> not suddenly employ a roguish demeanor towards the fellas. I have it not especially jeopardized for your non-infrequent inebriation. Which is say, like, since you're better judgment at one year age, you like to dip into the sauce now and then. That's your mom's looking, which has to be virtually never. Considering she's been known by the notable to be in possession of a vision omnifold, this strikes you a particularly stunning lapse in parental diligence. Uh, you have good friends and me distracting to fill the void in your life. What will you do? Fucking loves wizards. Fucking love wizards. And yeah, she. We've got a few mentions of Roxy being drawn to the void or having a void. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean pointed out all the um, old ass gaming equipment over here. Yeah. It's good. She's got her own little. Her corner with all her video her, games. Her little stream session. Yeah. Well, like an alley cat and blow bubbles in your drink. Whoa. Roxy is not empowered to resurrect the crusty old gag template because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's too busy being the other guy. You've absolutely got to beat this last dude's, letters the max chill dude's name on the, on the devil fucking double. Let's get in there. Uh, examine placronym. <laughs> He's got a really miniature pony. He's got the tiniest maple hoof. Hey, clear out that stupid pony. What is this, some sort of miniature paddock? Uh, wake up. Thanks, Pony, who is presumably a tiny maple for some reason. The final two symbols have been unearthed from countless crushing ounces of slumbering pony. I'm so glad we finally know their names. I know. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, Dirk Strider. Dirk. Like I said, a lot of people thought his name was going to be Dick. That would be great. Uh, examine room. Your name is Dirk. Holy shit, do you love puppets? You possess the extreme dexterity to operate your false friendly unseen. That is, when you're not preambulatory through the loving imbued mechanization. You dig writing cognitive albums for said acapriffle men, and you think that maybe that's fucking dope. Guess what else is dope? Everything else you do. You're a sick when autodidact on ancient civilizations, a self-master of mythologue and a natural pop culture academe. If you weren't so damn aloof to actually have people get a load, you might get described all kinds of ways. Every type of renaissance ninja, philosopher prince, flat-step puppeteer, maybe a panthonic ironist, gangster logician, lucid waker, and dursite spy. Screw descriptors, though. As if your shit give ain't nil, you're cool with dabbling some fine sequential arts, and your work could be viewed by some as borderline pornographic. And to those fellow stains, you 
be heard wondering, what the fuck do you mean, borderline? <laughs> Against the better judgment of when you age, you build robots, set them to kill mode, and spar with them to the death. That is, when you're not sending them to friends or dueling them with rap lyrics. But you try to cool it with the deathmatch stuff when you're bros looking, which is virtually never. Because he's got a reputation stacked on some order of martial nobility, that strikes you as staggering oversight and brotherly vigilance. You don't have the heart to hold it against him. Well, you do. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot going on in Dirk's. There's a lot going on in this room. Yeah. <coughs> His TV is showing various furry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's that dude's name? Donald Glover as Donald uh, Glover. The new friend, Jeremy. <laughs> but uh, he's got the rocket board that Bro has. Yes. Uh, he's got what, like, like a red, like, microwave? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's Weird. got, like, a few, like, plushies of Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff. He's got some, some Muppets. He's got a robot in the corner. Yeah, you gotta have a robot. He's got his fan. He's also got a thing of Rainbow Dash. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. This room is wild. Oh, but, uh, so he, um... Oh, he's got, is that Billiards? Sheets? Yeah. Huh. So, uh, with Roxy, uh, yeah, so, to avoid, uh, also she has a roguish demeanor. Is that what she said? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Dirk at one point, uh, says that he's the philosopher prince. And yeah. he doesn't have the heart. Oh, okay. So. Is that prince of heart, then? Prince of heart. Yeah. Rogue avoid. Okay. Wait a minute. But, but then Jane is something of life. Yeah. She's the maid of, she was made of life. Right. And then Jake was the page of breath? Of hope. Of hope. Wait, so what the fuck? There's Aren't, no space player. There's, there's no, no space player. There's player. no time player. Yeah. What the fuck? Unless they consider this the same session as the other kids' session, I guess. But still, like, for their purposes, yeah, but, they'll need a time player. They yeah, need they need a, need a time player. player. They need a space player. What the fuck? Um, jut your ass and twitch like a proboscis. Yeah, you're right, Sean. That's some of the guns really did love ponies. <laughs> they love horses. Oh, this is going to get weird with the iPad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you not pick? No. 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 Sorry. That's okay. I mean, it's not your fault the iPad doesn't support Flash. Yep. <laughs> Why is this painful for you, Sean? Oh, because you don't... Because Molly doesn't know things? Because I don't know anything about bronies. Sorry? Or no, no, no you don't know anything about Homestuck. Oh, that too. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I wonder why don't, this is. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Shut all. up, Sean. Shut up. <laughs> Spoil shit for Molly. Uh, he's not gonna. Okay. There's no way in hell you're going to give this gag the time of day, even if you weren't suddenly totally embarrassed by the character select screen again for way out of left field, inside your glasses. Once again, you're ground the plush by the rump. You're an absolute commander of your destiny, as long as you don't pick the two characters who are grayed out, <laughs> which is universally understand UI convention for non-clickability. Also, as long as both other available choices are finished being drawn. You're passing out free will like cheap cigars. That's a way better joke when some of this is not finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there any way you can find it on there? You can probably find the page, right? Well, once we once move we get on. a URL. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's deal with Roxy first. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I love. We get like little flip flashes. Well, that's good. And we get a little bit of with if we go over uh, Jane and Jake <laughs> of stuff we haven't of, of stuff we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen both of those. Okay. But this is new. Let's go with Roxy. You are now Roxy. What are you up to again? You were flown somewhere in the non-linear time studio of Paradox Space, and we were hoping to get a handle on your exact chronology or situation. 
Perhaps your successful actions will oblige us? Yeah, you really aren't listening. You're gonna do whatever the hell you want. Go grab that sweet gun. Oh. You pick up your high-octane laser gun. It's probably the most de deadly sciences you know of. You keep a couple spec US allocations in your portfolio on standby. Just stay as sharp as possible in unarmed combat. Because you never know when you're gonna get ambushed. It's dangerous out there. Man, remember the Strife Specubus fucking yep. portfolio? That's still a thing. That, that didn't, didn't stop, stop being a thing. <laughs> uh, but man, yeah, it seems like... Yeah, it comes up once in a fucking blue moon. And they always make a joke how it doesn't come up ever. Um, examine Dead Mutant Collection. And she's got Dead Mutant ca cats. Yeah, sure, why not? The biggest one's around, been around for as long as you remember. Encased in that glass-like material. I guess I'm giving it a name, but it always strikes you a little more to name a dead cat. You have a result of a few experimental mishaps before you got the hang of ectobiology equipment. You can either undermine you of the perils of inexact science, and also because they're weird looking and cute. You've since cloned some many healthy felines, but they all live in the laboratory out back. Your pet cat doesn't really get along with other cats, and you don't want to upset them. But if you look at that cat, Molly, that biggest one? Yeah. Who is that? Is that Vodka Mutini? That's Vodka Mutini. What's he doing here? But he's not he's not alive anymore. No, he's a dead. He's a dead kitty. Dead kitty. Dead oh. mutant kitty. Oh. Capture log one. Oh. You took the biggest one into your message in a bottle notice. Fuck yes. These little guys aren't quite ready for bursting through windows whenever we're ready to christen a new fenestrated plane. Yeah, but we if you uh she has a lot of fenestrated planes in her place. Yes. Yes, she does. Uh, including her, like, where Rose had a window, uh, she just has a fenestrated plane. Right, in place of a window. I think she had video games hooked up to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on her door, <laughs> like, there's just a lot of... Just a ton of them. Uh, she go next page. Take books. You take the first six books of your mom's best-selling series, Complacency of the Learning. Okay, I was gonna say, that's what's on there. She made an impossible fortune off these books, considering how dark and inaccessibly written they are for young readers. More money than the U.S. financial system could ever account for is legitimately circulating the economy. Me suspected real-life witchcrafts were involved, which is what some believe discouraged criminal investigation into the matter. The feds were afraid. And the Baroness? Nervous. God, you hope that's all true. <laughs> but yeah, no, Rose made her complacency. Rose actually alert. wrote her book. Yeah. And apparently, hopefully they're better than what we saw. Uh, examine C.O.T.L. poster. Some original edition cover art from one of the books. It features the androgynous young apprentice, Cal Massas, who throughout the series plays the role of the anti-hero and chief antagonist. <laughs> they convince fellow disciples to rebel against Zazarpan's vaunted complacency, and one by one hunts down each wizard. All twelve are killed by the president scholar himself, forcing a showdown. The poster depicts the notorious chess match between Kalmasis and Zazapan. Zazapan had a reputation of being unbeatable. He had never lost a match, even to the gods. But his apprentice was able to beat him in the wizard duel by first becoming checkmated and through some unprecedented enchantment encountering the play beyond the death of the king. You love your mom's books and find them heavily inspiring, but you can't help but feel the work is exhaustedly heavy handing at time. You kind of prefer to write more lighthearted things. Actually, crack a joke now and then, you know? Huh. But yeah, so... Complacency Learn, and it has that symbol uh, that, oh, we've seen a UUU. Oh, yeah. 
Weird. Uh, and it's also got like some stuff we've seen in Homestuck before. You know, you know the chess metaphors, obviously. Yeah. The alligator head. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, that looks I like... could say, like, that's Aridan's wand, but also it's just a fucking wand at some point. And also we've heard about batons and yeah. conductors. Yeah. Uh, say hi to Cat. Your cat frequently tops <laughs> down on the bed creature and immediately hits with something important. One of your creative writing journals. Even after your favorite wizard from Complacently Learned, he was just an endearing, bubbling fellow before he was murdered. Cosmasters put an insidious course on which caused him to go insane over several years. Oh. He began failing a book with all the arcane knowledge, which was said to be limitless. Tone grew into a monumental proportion and became a virtually unreadable patchwork of uh, impenetrable eradication. When the young wizard finally brought, caught up with him, he was a quaking inherent madman. They put him out of misery by crushing him to death with his own massive text. He just thinks it's a fake name for him for some reason. The Maccabee demise notwithstanding, of course. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Uh, take journals. You politely scoot Frigglish off the book. That a boy. Technically, only one of these books is yours, the writing journal. You're pretty secretive about your writing. Sometimes even you can hardly bear to read it. You're highly aware of the formidable writing shadow cast over you. You can be critical <coughs> to the point of embarrassment over your work. Just how drunk were you when you wrote this? You often wonder to yourself. You don't think you'll be peeking at it for some time. At it soon. Maybe later. The other book is another point of embarrassment for completely different reasons. The other book just says G-Cat a zillion times. Uh, read other book. (laughs) This is Jake's private journal. One day, when you were feeling expressly frisky, you swiped it with your purifier. Not actually expecting it to work, but then you debated with yourself for weeks over to read it. When you finally took a peek, you're strangely relieved to find all this nonsense. Instead of his private thoughts, but you still didn't have any to cop to the theft. You just greeted ashamed about the missing books. You have no idea what this letter means. Some kind of code? Bark? Crab? Abracadabra? You have no clue what was running through that kid's head. Not on, like, always. But, yeah, if a genetic code that just says meow, 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 meow is what makes... A dog makes a back, then I bet this is what makes a G-cat. Yep. Okay. Get little ray gun. It isn't a ray gun. It's your purifier. Nice. Pretty much the only crocker tech you can bring yourself to use. It's just too handy not to. You just plug it into the coordinates you want to naturally pump, point it where you want it to purify, and shoot. It makes that thing appear right then and there. Uh, assuming no temporal conflicts. Piece of cake. Not crocker man cake, though. Fuck the witch. <laughs> this is a good panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like this. I like this panel a lot. Rocks is good. Roxy's very good. Uh, Roxy, you're <laughs> thirsty. True, oh, though. Yeah, true. That is English man. Excuse me, but you begged to death her. You poured this beautiful martini a while, little while ago, and you've been letting it gather cobs heads while you're horse around with random shit in your room. What a crime. Sip martini thoughtfully. Delicious! <laughs> Damn it! That's the wrong stout reaction. You'll not stand for this outrageous misrepresentation of your beverage enjoyment. I was desperately hoping this panel was going to come up. Yep. Uh, sip martini more thoughtfully than that. That's much better. As much as you enjoy an afternoon cocktail, you have to remember to pace yourself with these things. They're crazy strong and tend to make you kind of sleepy. My mind, how inviting is that soft, plush pile look right now? Quite, you think. Oh, boy. 
Oh, yeah, and also that symbol is also what is seen as the 13th Zodiac symbol. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when everyone was, do you mean, like, by Homestuck, or do you mean by NASA changing your Zodiac symbol? No, like, NASA changing home. Like it, it was like, yeah. Can't believe NASA changed Homestuck. I know. Fucked up. Uh, but yeah, that cat is wearing a, a suit jacket, and yes, it is called fashion. <laughs> I love fashion. Uh, examine plush pile. You like to ensconce yourself in a friendly heap when you play games. Gosh, it looks soft. God, it's a given heavy, heavy. Uh, succumb to unfathomable booth snooze. I also can see that she has a GameCube, a SNES, a Wii. It's a uh, PS1. PS1, and a Xbox 360. Um, there's a Game Boy around the corner that we could see on the other panel, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's succumb to this unfathomable booze snooze. Uh-oh. There you go, wobbling. Look out below! Blackout. Nap time. There she goes. There we all, it goes black. Uh, we got sound now. So this is gonna be weird, cause... Yep. Um, we have to, like, share a set of earbuds. And also, yeah, that, that was a callback to Prom Sleuth. Which was? Uh, the succumb to... Unfathomable booze news. Yeah. Okay, let's sleepwalk. It is. I'm very close to this mic. We are... That's usually how close I record to it, to be honest. Yep, I read Durst. Yep. It's... <laughs> It's not the goofiest fucking thing. It is. Uh, Roxy not waking up, but no, she's getting she's up. Sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. Just floats on out. Yep. Bye. Oh, we're seeing oh. a Dirk who's covered in blood. He's taking off his glasses. This is familiar. And he's got orange eyes. Yeah. Roxy's flying towards a, what looks like a dream bubble. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, she's in that dream bubble. It's all crazy. What is that? Oh, it's a galaxy. Space. Space. Uh, Skya? It's like a combination of a bunch of things. Looks like Earth Skya. Oh. Equus and like a radio bot and a. And there was a. Um, Dave. Dave there. Yeah. That's weird. Well, there's a lot of, you know, like dead versions of people. Yeah. We're seeing like we're like a rose house. That looks like a, that's a live rose. That, yeah, that's an alive rose. She's like looking over at like rocks. Floating by in the background. Roxy's floating by. And Terezi. It's like a combination of like Nepeta's land and like Karkat's land. Yeah. There's a dead god tier Karkat and a dead Nepeta. Huh. Now uh, she's at like a, a version of Rose's land. It's not quite Rose's land, but. Yeah. But, uh, like, Rose and Roxy are, like, looking... Rose looking right at Roxy, and Roxy's opening her eyes. Hey, Mom. She, like, sees Rose a bit, and they both wake up. Huh. Uh, Roxy on her withered cat pile, and, uh... Rose on a pile of, like, torn-up pyro sprites. 
That's weird. Dead in a Peta is <laughs> a redundant statement. Oh yeah, this was a even death, even in death, which is a good song. That was a good track, yeah. Hmm. Uh, there's a really good remix of it too. Yeah. Yeah, that was all very good. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roxy, wake up. What the heck was all that about? Oh, hey. Uh, hey there, Fredwish. He greets you the sly conspirator of her. Unless he was privy to what you dreamt, which is impossible, of course. Looks like some dude has been badgering while you were asleep. Huh. Okay. It's Dirk. It's Dirk. Uh, let's answer him. <laughs> what you thinking about? Roxy's great. Roxy's so good. She's fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, you know, I'm very Rose, but people have said that I'm just basically Roxy without the love of dudes. Without the drinking problem? And yeah. The drinking problem. <laughs> do you want to take Roxy? Because um, I feel like you love doing Roxy. I do love doing Roxy, but I also love doing Dirk. Uh, I haven't done Roxy yet, and I would rather do Dirk. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, this is, uh, I, I think I've told you this, but I, I don't ship them, but if I were to, their ship name would be uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Really good. <sighs> Tamez testified began pestering tipsy nostalgic. Roxy, awake yet? Guess not. Let me know. Whoa, damn. Hi, Dirk. <laughs> Crazy dream. There you are. But I see your dream self hasn't returned. You must be tying on the fuck while I'm tight already. Yeah, I am. Like a bow of ribbons on a beautiful pony. Man, how can you be this much drunker than the last time we talked? What the hell are you even drinking? Okay, but to be fair, beautiful was an internal, uh, intentional typo for your benefit, because I know you love the pose. It's a B.A. So you're spying on me in Durstville again. Yeah. Fucking perv. Like what you see there? I see precisely jack shit in the sight of fuck all. That's the point. You got too sussed up and went rogue again. You're out there in your weird drifting stupor, independent of your waking self's awareness. You gotta go after me again. Get on your horns. Gallop me home like Prince Show and back to <coughs> Moon Kingdom. Oh my god, blush, 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 blush. No. In thinking it over, it's sort of a relief. Simplifies things somewhat. It's better that you stay out there for a while. There's been a problem. What do you do now? Okay, I fucked up. I kind of made a mess here, and I'm not sure what to do about it yet. Huh? No need for you to worry about it for now. I'll figure something out. Until then, I'm just going to prepare for our session while I think it over. <sighs> what a surprise. Another mystery for you to keep to yourself and always see your eyes. Snor. Hey, let's talk about something cool instead. Like the dream I had. Okay. First, I had some ordinary boring dreams that I don't remember. And then I dreamed that I woke up from the dream and things got way brighter to real. And I saw someone. I think it's supposed to be my daughter. Why do you think that? You know those genes when you just know someone's supposed to be someone? No. Okay, well, regular people have those, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> all the time. Are you thinking it was prophetic? 
like a glimpse of the future? I don't know. Because that's not really how the Abyss works. It's not Skya, and we aren't Prospect Dreamers. There's nothing like that out in the Abyss. If you drift far enough, there's only horror. Terrible, terrible horror. Okay, but what I'm... But I'm not saying it was a future dream. It was just a glimpse and it felt real, and all I'm saying it was a cool dream and I wish it were real. Glimpse. Well, maybe it was. There's no fanciful game supply mechanism of prognostication involved here, and you're just an ordinary, run-of-the-mill psychic. Guess that's <laughs> possible. Hey, Dick. Dirk. <laughs> what do you think? It would be like if we had kids. What would it be like? Inconvenient, mostly. No, I mean, what would be like? What would they be like? The kids. You ever think about it? Can't really say that I have. You know, for an eccentric guy, he can't be born as fuck sometimes. Sorry, Rox. For what it's worth, I'm picturing them now. Boy and a girl. Two perfect little freaks of nature raised by people who are clearly got no business bringing up anybody. Shucks, Buster. It's a fun little hypothetical to daydream about. I need to suck the fun out of shit. Like some turd-happy Dracula. It's not like I'm lobbing for you to hook up with me while like a whole mess of fucking babies. Or that I'm holding it under any such delusion that's even a remote possibility. Lesign. Lesign? Yes, Lesign, you heard me. Do you mean Lesai? Uh, nope. I'm sticking with Lesai. Gonna. Going down with this shit. Shit. Yes, that's Lesai, starring Captain Rolau. What does Lesai actually mean in this context? Oh, come on. Come on, what? The sign is universally understood to mean too bad he's gay, you deliberately obtuse dunderfuck. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. It would just be cool if you'd refrain from tossing about such antediluvian terms. Antediluvian what? Me saying you're gay, you mean? Yes. Okay, but turn on this side, I don't think I'm off base. I don't see how it has to be a thing. I really think it's an actual thing, bro. Once upon a time, sure. But the world has changed a lot. Ever peek in a history book between your wizardly indulgences? This is a nuanced topic. Man, I know about the history. It's just... Believe me. It's a thing. How is it a thing? It's a thing because if it wasn't a thing, then you wouldn't be all like... All like what? Well, one nothing to do with me for starters. Don't be ridiculous. I have more to do with you than any dude could possibly bargain for. And I like it just fine. What a totally lame plus sweet answer simultaneously. Heart. Yeah. Now, maybe we should direct our focus on a matter which has nothing at all to do with what does or doesn't qualify as a thing, or what our fantasy alt-universe offspring would be like, or anything like that. Such as this game, and whether you're in the best condition to be piloting Jane's connection. Maybe you could use another nap. My condition's just fine. Anyway... What ain't gonna get slept off is the fact that I still don't think we should be touching this rich game with the 20-foot free dent. We both know our plans need us to. I know that, but I thought we settled this. It's still so frustrating. Telling Jane about the dangers. If she's being polite, I know she thinks I'm full of crap. About everything. 
We settled this too. She'll believe everything eventually. Why bother working so hard to convince her? Well, I don't even do that for the most part. I guess tiring and saddening, knowing that even when we're not actively talking about it, that my best friend can't bring herself to believe some really basic things about my life. Like the shitty things the Baroness has done to us. Or about her upbringings. Like, do you know how miserable for your BFF to doubt you when you tell her your mom's dead? I guess. Just registers for me as a reaction which isn't completely unreasonable from her perspective. She's inundated with media coverage of those whom we've claimed as our parental figures. That they're not presently alive, nor ever played that role for us. As she understands it, it's just an extension of a much more elaborate and far-reaching explanation, which is much harder for anyone to digest in its entirety. Well, anyone who was a Jake, I mean. Still say you should cut her some slack. I know. And need I remind you that the potential of this game provides for the resurrection is what motivated you to investigate it in the first place? Hmm. We got dead parents. Yeah. Everybody's just got dead parents. Rose and Dave in this world are not alive. <laughs> yeah. Even weird. Though, uh, Jane has heard about them. Right. So that's. I mean, like, recently heard about them? I think that's what the implication is, right? Yeah. Rather than, like, heard about them, because clearly they're a bit famous. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and also. No, yeah, you, you crushed it, Jake. Uh. Dirk is totally gay. <laughs> well, he doesn't like to use that word. He says it's old-fashioned, basically. It's a thing. Or but, it's not a thing. Yeah. I forget which way he went. He went with it's not a thing. He went with the dudes. Yeah. Um, what else is in there? Is there anything else in there? The Abyss. But, I mean, we know about the Yeah, abyss. we know about the Abyss. Uh, we know about Roxy sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're just talking about, like, hey, what if we had kids, which, of course, is... Yeah. In the other universe is exactly what happens. Yeah, this is what is real. Uh, yeah, Dirk is a wild voice. Yeah. I, I kept almost hitting Carcat. I got real close to accidentally hitting Carcat. Shh, don't hit a Carcat. I'm not trying to. He's a nice boy. Is he? No. <laughs> he tries. He tries. Uh, next. No, I remember. I told you a million times, shit sounds like it's going to be best thing ever. <coughs> Ryan Everest caps as heck. But also, there's no matter how awesome it might be, it's probably going to advance all her, the schemes of her condescension. Right. But if we can stop her... Part of me doesn't even want to give her the satisfaction. Starting up at all... Like, if we didn't want that director shit just so hilarious, so many ols. I must be hard of counting, because I'm barely racking up a single goddamn O laugh out loud at that self-defeating gesture. No, but it would. And for all we know, starting it up is playing right under her claws. Could be a trap waiting for Jane in the moment she enters. If I stop her from playing, maybe I could give her at least a chance at the future. But there is no future on Earth for them. Or for us, for that matter. Don't know that for a fact. Anyway, I kind of already made this bogus file for her. What? Why? Just scare the shit out of her. Make her learn to fear and respect the fucking hag like she should. 
Maybe I can drop this whole in-game meetup slash resurrection idea to all together, sweet though it may be. Rocks, I hope you're not thinking about sending her one of your batshit ATH scripts. On that, I am Mrs. Wiperpips. Mrs. Wiperpips? The amount of sense you haven't been making is unfucking real Just go take a nap, and don't even think about sending her that file. Are you listening? Hmm. I'll take that, what you say, under Circe's advisement. Wonk. Jesus. Dirk, when did you stop being any fun? What? It used to be you'd get a kick out of a slunt like this. Stunt. Man, you know I'm down with insane stunts. Insane stunts are practically all I'm all about. As long as I actually agree with the purpose they're intended to serve. Destroying Jane's computer and dissuading her from playing is not such a purpose. Bet your responder would agree with me. Why can't you be more like him? I am more like him. I mean more like him. Uh, you just misspelled more? Causing me to suddenly understand Jack everything. He's more in touch with his feelings. Which just makes... Me L my F A off since he's a bobop, robob, bob bob. You actually loosen up sometimes, kind of like you used to could. I used to could. I think one thing, he doesn't insta shoot down a bit of frisky RP shenanigans now and then. Yeah, I kind of wish you wouldn't do that with him. Why the F not? Just seems a little tawdry and disrespectful and vaguely exploitative of a silly emergent cognitive entity whose perceptual frame of reference is difficult for us to comprehend. Oh, come on. He's cool, a guy just like you. It just lives in some shades. It rubs me the wrong way is all. Oh. Do you want me to rub you the right way? Not really. Ugh. You're overblowing this. It's just an ironic funny thing we do sometimes. Come on, I'm sure you read the transcript yourself. It's all joke street bullshit. He blocks me from being able to read transcripts sometimes. Huh? Wow, he does? Sneaky bastard. And anyway, I'm not really sure how ironic it is. Okay, next time I'll run it by the master first. With this fancy fucking iron meter. Okay, here's the thing with AR since you still don't seem to get it. He's very similar to me in thought process and behavior, yes, but those patterns were imported from a 13-year-old version of my psyche, and then sealed into the program as starting parameters. In the years since, we both evolved somewhat. I, as humans tend to, and he, in whatever way is natural for a frequently running self-aware application. So if there are differences between us, they're first reflected by what I feel is a maturity gap, and then further by several years of minor behavioral divergences. Oh yeah, he's 13-year-old Dirk. Why did that not occur to me? That's so cute. Makes me feel kind of skeevy for saying some anything vivacious to him, Adam. Damn it, you ruined everything. You're welcome. Yo, you guys realize I can hear you, right? <laughs> yes, I was aware. Check out all these complicated fucking problems people have when they live their life in big, lumbering flesh monsters instead of a sweet pair of shades. Dude, do you think you could sit this one out for a while? This conversation practically doesn't even concern you at this point. It seems there's some gnarly crooked number that represents the percentage of probability you just said that doesn't concern me. Even though it's probably always that half this conversation, like, what way totally concerns me. Shit, Roxy, look. 
He's doing the thing where he ironically pretends to fail the Turing test and sass me into submission, even though I was the one who fucking programmed him to do that. L M A F A off. Like my butt's just on the floor. It's how hard I held it off just now. Not picking the floor, but because I'm only 13 year old motherfuckers. This is fucking dumb. I'm gonna leave both of you to interact however you want. I have important shit to deal with and actual responsibilities to take seriously. Roxy, go nap off your drink or aggressively wage another flirt, lopping campaign, whatever. I don't care. Just don't send that file to Jane, okay? I may testify cease pestering tipsy nostalgic. <laughs> That's gross. That's yeah. <clears throat> you know what, Roxy? That's gross. Roxy's drunk and thirsty. Drunk, thirsty, and intentionally like jerking it with a robot about a dude who's also gay who doesn't want to fuck her. Yeah. That's a little... That's some weird shady territory. Some gray area right there. Yeah, Some yeah. weird gray area. Man, what happens when we have fucking robots? But, like, fucking robots. I mean, why would you not build a robot you can't fuck? That's true. Uh, is that it for this conversation? Oops. You have it pulled up still. Yeah, I don't think there was anything really interesting in there. Yeah, and you're talking about sending the bogus file, which of course we know she's yeah, gonna send. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know she's gonna send it. And we already know she uh, runs the file, so. Yeah. But fucking robots. Yeah, we're seeing her. Uh, well, yeah, flirt larp. Yeah. He's, I don't think he said it. I thought I did. Uh, Roxy flirt larp. Uh, yeah, but now we're seeing her uh, uh, desktop, and it's got yep. uh, the main uh, character of the complacency of learning, uh, Cal's masses. Uh, with two snakes. Two snakes. Yep, twirled around him. Um, Nyx. Is that her browser? Yeah, her browser's yeah. Nyx. Uh, and then she's got a few till death files. Sick, she's, yo. Yeah, she's got a thing of... Spurb uh, shit. Spurb shit and a thing of uh, wizards. Great. Uh, and Jane's bugging her. And Jane's bugging her. Um, right now, she is still talking to Robo Dirk. The automated responder. Yeah. So you want to take uh, automated responder? Yeah, I'll take the responder. So, looks like it's just the two of us. Looks that way. Fancy they. That. Guess I could go back to talking in orange. Ah, uh, yes. You could definitely say something more comfortable. I pour you some robo wine. You have much to discuss. Tense Hmm, Gerns, together with sultry cunning. Actually, I think I like the red better. Okay, I can check the cellar. Must have some choice years left on the pinpot noir. I don't doubt the choiceness of those pinpots, but I'm not really here to screw around. There's something important to talk about. Nah, dang. Jane's after me. Sorry, bro, I have to wait. Can't leave Janie hanging. Alright. But just so you know, I think Dirk is probably going to make some sort of formal romantic overture towards Jake today. What? Wait, really? I've been crunching numbers all day on this. The percentage of probability is simultaneously bananas and through the roof. A complete disgrace of tropical fruit erupting from the peak of an unassuming domicile. Oh my. How do you know? Because I've aggregated thousands of subtle clues indiscernible to primitive human neurology and rammed them through my determinative infatuation engine at the astonishing speed of information. Also, because I'm pretty sure it's what I would do if I were him, which is literally the case. And also, because he kind of told me, I guess, there's that. Well, this should be interesting. Did you tell Jake, or...? Not specifically. 
Man, does he even know how he feels? Well, well, the poor guy's totally under safe from all sides. <laughs> he knows well enough. I've badgered him with enough insincere solicitations to paint a pretty striking portrait of my cognitive progenitors and inclinations, even if he wasn't able to pick up on such hints from the man himself, which strikes me as statistically implausible. And that's not even me just spewing more ironic AI bullshit. Uh, I was never clear on that. Are you, like, both crunching on him? Or is it real for him, ironic for you, or...? It's complicated. No shit. Since the Robo-Clone, the guy's been with the guy everyone else has been with, would have cloned said Robot-Clone, maybe? Hey, can we hold that thought? I have to answer, Jane. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Dirk is totally crushing on Jake. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Also, I think this is, like, the first time that, like, in the series they have, like, just confirmed, like, no, these char this character is gay and he is... Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, like, it's suggested with Kanaya, but they never outright say it. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like, with, with the trolls, they... Well, they're all pan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the first human we've seen. Right. And, except John, who's confirmed not a homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> no. Answer Jane. Oh, God. Yeah, we're seeing both uh, Jane and Roxy, and, uh, uh, but we've already had this conversation before. Have we? Yeah. Uh, this is the okay. first one they had. Okay, yeah, we'll skip that part. But man, that's a lot of Dirk. That's fine. Okay. That's not that. It's not even as long as the other conversations. It's just broken up into more lines. Anyway, if you're still there, I wouldn't call my feelings ironic. Though, evidently, I would enclose them in quotes. They're more like an echo of feelings once established in a biological context, though perhaps not had entirely, particularly well, materialized at the point in my life. Or his life. Whatever. They still feel real sometimes, and can it be easy to get carried away with them. But most of the time, they present themselves as dense bodies of abstraction to be evaluated, like any kind of information. It's fair to say that the feelings I have about my feelings are more genuine expressions of emotion than the ground-level feelings themselves. Does that make sense? Yes. Sorry, distracted. Important shit going on with Jamesy. That's fine. So, to underwhelmingly answer your question, no, I don't think I'm really into Jake. Not so much as occasionally being subject to heavily arresting recalls of conflicted, incipient, preteen episodes on the subject. I'm not sure I could be into someone in a way you understand. Not that it would even matter if I was. I'm glasses. Damn. What? Sorry I listened to you, really, but I fucked up. Got to make sure Jane doesn't run that file I sent. The virus? You sent it already? Sneaky. Oh, I'm such an ass. What are you two talking about? The hotline is... I'm a horrible friend. You could just tell her you sent an exploding file. No, then just think I'm shitty. And right now she thinks I'm super not shitty. I want to blow it. I think I'd rather pull the dirk and profess my undying feeling for her. Oh my god, my god, my god. Wait, you have feelings for Jane? No, you dingnut. It's a joke. Oh, I have to see. Dirk tells Jake about his stuff. What about Jane? How's she gonna feel? Competing with a friend all over a guy she can't even get up the nerve to say anything to. Poor Jane. It seems to be highly probable that you're ensnared in the throes of one of your human romantic quandaries. Oh, that's TFU up. 
I need a drink. Are you even talking to her anymore? Seems like you may be neglecting her side of the conversation. I'm in the nipple of a dramatic paw. Come your fucking tits, Baba. <laughs> so I remember when she had the dramatic pause. Yeah. Yeah. A very long dramatic pause. Uh, but yeah, what a what a love triangle we've got going on here. A love rectangle. Just a love fuck up. Uh, yeah. So Jane is into Jake, and Dirk is into Jake. Jake is into nobody that we know of yet. Yeah. Uh. But also, I think we heard earlier that Roxy like was saying, like, oh, yeah, Jake's off limits because you know, I don't want to compete with my friends. Yeah. So we could guess that she's probably into Jake at some point. At yeah. Somewhat. She's also totally into Dirk, but Dirk is unavailable because he's gay. Right. Fuck. Yeah. None of these kids are going to kiss, except for Jake and Dirk. <laughs> Next. Yeah, also, she, it, also, Roxy doesn't seem to have feelings for Jane. Yeah. Oh, there's one pink panel. Did I say next? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Rox's computer. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I just saw the red and the red. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. <sighs> that we got the end of her. Yep. Anyway, I won't distract you for much longer. I just felt the need to tip you off to this 800-ton gorilla dragging its knuckles across the horizon. Well, that's gorilla. Those bonanas flying out of the roof, you said? No airborne fruit will be safe. I guess this is to be presented as something like a word of caution. If it's me going through with this, hypothetically, I'm not drooping to some limp-wristed shucks buster on his ass and praying to the horse gods of irony for reciprocation. There'll be no rocking back and forth on pigeon-toed feet while my face flushes with the blood of a thousand timid bishies. I will not hold one tentative hand behind my head like a flustered asshole from an Asian cartoon, nor will an oversized bead of sweat overlap ludicrously with my visage. If it's me, I'm going all out. Oceans will rise. Cities will fall. Volcanoes will erupt. Uh, what I'm saying is, it's gonna be a scene, and bystanders need to brace themselves. Okay, what about the big scene happen? Probably after the game begins. I expect to hold off on playing his hand until he and Jake are in the session. He's taken certain measures. For some reason, I think he's latched onto this notion that functioning as the client for a player is customarily one way to pass Makeout City with that player. Everything with him, and me, is a matter of a serious tactical forethought. Making a play to get his Jones on for the J-Man is no different. Not sure what any of that quite means, but it sounds spectacular. I can't wait. I'm still kind of torn about how to feel about this, about his chances versus Jane's chances. What do I say to Jane about this? It's hard to be as totally sweet a friend as me. It's hard and no one understands. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. As ever, I remain an automanist and dispassionate witness of the oddity that is human interaction, while maintaining no investment in either outcome. Yeah, BS. Anyway, it looks like I have to go. I have to prove some shit to Jane. Prove what? Oh, you know. Just subjecting shit to the old madrigogs. It seems you just said madrigogs. What are madrigogs? <laughs> Later, bro. Oh god, that's what that's supposed to be. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a seven instead of an eight. Excellent. Ah. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> Dirk's going all out with this. Yeah, Dirk is gonna, it's gonna be a fucking scene. It's gonna be a mess. Because that's what we needed is more messes. Yeah. Next. AR is saying that Dirk is gonna be the one who is the client player for Jake. But that's not true. But that's not true. Dirk is the client player for Jane. Because... Roxy got drunk. Because Roxy got fucked up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, so we're at the part where, uh... Yeah. Where she's calling her a tight ass. Yeah. And she's going to uh, purify uh, Saskers. Or, was it Saskers? Oh, yeah, it was Saskers, not Wise Guy. She didn't yeah. want to do Wise Guy. Uh, ready a purifier. Yeah, we don't have to read that. Nope. You push some buttons and mess with some knobby dealies and get Tully set to subject you to the Madrigogs. Madriggers. Madriggers. Next. She, she's turning that thing. Yep, she's getting it properly. Oh, we know something goes bad immediately. Yeah. Oh. Oh, gee, cat appeared, and uh, as we know, uh, Friglish does not like other cats. No. He gets... Oh, he's they, not happy. They get angry. Next. <laughs> Aim. Oh, she's aiming, but she doesn't notice that. Oh no! A purify. Oh. Uh oh. Right over. Uh oh. Friglish. Next. Plummet. Get out of the way, kitty. Well, Friglish isn't that smart. Next. <laughs> yeah, and then we have where a bit. Oh, she fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. Man. Uh, but I believe early, early on when John first picked this off, he goes, this thing could kill a cat. Fuck off. God damn it. Take book. Yeah, no. Aw, <laughs> uh, Jaspers. Yep, he's dead. Totally sassacrust. Just know that julep guzzling bastard is scrambling up his ass and as we speak. Chuckling softly, he fills his pocket with ill-gotten boon dollars. Go ahead, old man. Laugh it up. This is sad. But now Jaspers is... Looks like... Looks like he does when we find him. Yeah. Yeah. Next. You guess he'll have to do something with a body now. Maybe a funeral? That sounds like a perfect way to say goodbye to an old friend. But the environment outside isn't particularly hospital for a bail these days. It's also kind of depressing to host a funeral by yourself. Probably best to just send him back to where he came from. Years ago, when you were exploring the lab, you found a machine somewhat similar to the exobiology equipment. Without knowing what it did, you activated it and obtained this friendly cat in a handsome little suit. He's not sure where it came from, though, given the time span of coordinates and machine, you have a feeling you belong to your mother. If that is true, you feel bad about stealing your cat, let alone killing him. But you could never bring yourself to send him back. Until now, of course. She would probably want to know what happened to her disappearing pet, and you've been discovering him dead a little while later. The device uses huge amounts of power. His entire power supply was almost fully depleted using your the first time. You suck all the much uranium as you can for another test run. Looks like this will be it. She's gonna send the dead cat back. I mean, she had to. Yeah. And yeah, she's saying how she stole it from her mom, which, of course. <laughs> she stole it from herself. Her Well, well no, her mom, too, but... Her mom-daughter. Yeah. Mom-daughter. <laughs> God, Jesus. Um, what's up? What's up? What's up with this? What's going on here? Well... Uh, Rose did say that his tuxedo was dirty, but yeah, that's a li- looks that's like a little, little piece bit, of ooze. A little bit of that ooze. Uh, take cat. Oops. Still a fault. Gotta swap it with something. Probably as good an excuse to any of breaking a new finished plane. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, retrieve mutant kitten. Yeah, so her ball doesn't go into the wine rack. It just falls down. Yeah. You swap the bell with one dead cat in for another. You often use this little guy to break in the planes like an intrepid test pilot. Not while it's in the bottle, though. That'd be ridiculous. Since the bottles are sort of the inventory abstractions, you have to break the bottle first before you can get serious about breaking some glass. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and she just can't throw the bottle through it. Well, she maybe could, but she doesn't want to. Um, it's just to break the bottle. What's That's what um, Rose did to enter the medium, was break a bottle. Yep. Yep, smash that shit. Boom. 
Uh, clear some space. Yeah, we should have got a, a fenestrated wall on the ground. Yeah. You need to get this bullshit <laughs> out of the way. You can't work like this with everything jammed down there in the corner. Bad enough that you're hammered. <laughs> Teen drinking is very, very bad. It's very bad. I love that animation of her just kicking it back. It's really good. Fuck this. Fuck this. I think Rose did something similar. Did she? When she was, like, knocking back the box that... <laughs> Good job, Joel. Good job, Joel. Yeah, it, it, only she had a ship to crescent. Like, well, uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake Dirk, and Dirk. Yep. Which is called a pumpkin patch. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, break some glass. Oh yeah, she got that cat. She got such a good look. She does. I, I love Roxy's look. Oh, oh, we saw this. Yeah, this in was... the in the opening animation, right? Yeah, yeah. Next. Now we have context. What the heck? Your test pad flew back out, which means the link between planes is working and stable. You can't remember what when you link this up to. You guess you'll find out the fast way. What the hell? Jump in. She jumps in. Use roll. What the hell? Next. But she's like in the void, and she's like jumping through two windows. From the perspective of anyone observing, the two windows from the outside transport looks instantaneous. But for the traveler, there's always this gap of void between them. In your experience, the more significant the journey between the planes is, the wider the gap. This one is small enough enough to be negligible, though, probably because it leads to somewhere else in your house. You've set a bunch of these up and little shortcuts to place around your house, as well as some places nearby, like the lab. It's a convenient way to hop around, though isn't without some risk. You're still not sure what happens if one of the planes loses power when they're in transit. Other than the object predictably getting sliced in half and distracting the plane when they plug in when the plug is pulled, you haven't come up with a good way to observe the consequences from the inside yet without using yourself as a guinea pig. And you're in such you're in as much a hurry to try that as you're in to look up the correct spelling of guinea pig, because seriously, fuck those particular pigs. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Uh, That's weird. That's a weird thing to do, and also these things were used a lot in a problem sleuth, and that's how they killed some monsters. Oh, throwing them through and unplugging it. Yeah, while they're in the or how sometimes they died. Gotcha. Because yeah, because other people can unplug it. Next. But she. uh... Oh Jesus. Oh God. It's like when you're in Portal and you. Just, yeah. But she's like flipping between her room and what looks like the observatory, which has a lot of pumpkins in it. Uh, Roxy land already. And she lands on the pumpkins, and she's getting uh, cheered by you. You. Yeah. When you're quite through with it, somehow you find yourself in your household's observatory. You keep it very cool in here and use it to store pumpkins you've purified from around the world. Especially from Jake. That guy's just stinking rich with pumpkins on his dumb tropical island. It would never occur to you otherwise to be grabby with pumpkins, but they just happen to be the most easily purified vegetable on the planet for reasons that make no sense. But it's not like you could just stop swiping vegetables. You got your own mysterious reasons. Uh, hey look! Incoming message. Answer. I'll be you, you. Okay. I like you, you. Yeah. Well, you get to do your tracer voice. Cheers, love. <laughs> Uranus Umbra begin cheering tipsy nostalgic. There you are. Tricky one to track down, you are. Oh, uh, yeah? Don't know why. I've been right here goofing around for hours. Oh, no doubt. Me thinks there's less to do with your actual whereabouts than it does with your virtues as a hero of void. Okay, but you never say what stuff like that means when you say it, though. Is this more casual spoiler shit? 
causal, and yes, somewhat. However, with these portals by their nature, they more time that passes for you, the less relevant it becomes to guard their secrecy. As you approach your entry, details I have obscured will become plain, more a plainly evident, and so I see no harm in loosening up tongues on certain matters the closer you get to the appointed hour. So you're saying I have, like, these magical void powers? Yes. Sounds like kinda shitty and boring powers to me. What can they even do besides make me invisible to an alien sometimes? Alien. The void aspect is fascinating, though. Its heroes provide over the essence of lack or of nothingness. The obstruction of knowledge and the out is outright destruction. Snooze. Well, I think it's wonderful. Anyway, one can hardly draw more any conclusion about the player by aspect alone. The aspect is channeled more specifically by the assets of the one's class. So when can't you see me? When I'm doing my voidy thing or whatever? What do you see? Is it just a black screen? Pretty much. Hmm. Hmm. It's just the footage of my mom does that too. Like, blacks out and stuff. Mom was a notorious scourge for the Piperazzi. I mean, the woman who's supposed to be genetically descended from. Woman. Know what I mean? I understand what you're getting at, yes. It is certainly possible that you have some common ground with our ancestor when it comes to our aspects and the way our abilities reveal themselves to us. I could not rule this out, but there's always more to examine. For instance, a hero of life and a hero of doom have aspects as different as can be, but if their classes are different enough as well, that is, one can activate and either passive, remarkably there's a chance they could end up very similar abilities. Play abilities may also manifest in ways in defiance with their aspect and if they are heavily resistant to their true calling or if corrupted in some way by outside influence. But it is rather clear to me that you are one who embraces your aspect quite heartily, even if you're not aware of it. So, deep down, I'm super psyched about nothing, this? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, hey, damn. I almost forgot I had a really short but cool dream. I figured you might like this. Oh, yes, everyone is having important dreams as we near our mutual entries. This is lovely. Please tell. I saw someone I think was supposed to be my daughter. You know if that's true? Uh, can you describe her? Well, she looked kind of like me, but in this orange getting up. Up. With yellow sun on it. She sounds to me like the well-known figure of legend. Or at least, well-known to those who make study of such matters and uh, their all-consuming pastime. I believe you saw the Seer of Light. So, okay. Let's say she's Definitely that. Then does that mean she's not my daughter? Or spoipers? Exactly how much spoipage we talking, you, you? It would normally be my instinct to supply a vague response here, but I think that your heart has already told you the answer, and such secrecy would be purposeless. Uh, so yes, that she was. Ah, oh, yes, I knew it. So then, Space Lady, can you tell me who this lucky fella is? Uh, fella? What do you mean? Come on, you know. Who I get the future busy with to make the lights here, babies. Oh, yes. Part of my sluggishness on the uptake. We're very different species, reproductively and family, remember? 
Esther's signs deeply muttering Lalians to self. That, I think, is something I cannot say, or that I should not say. Oh, come on, you're already telling me stuff. Oh, please don't press me for more information. It makes me feel terribly guilty. You have no idea how much I would fancy revealing everything and exchanging our stories endlessly, but I must show restraint. Please? What if I guess stuff? Is it Strider? Does he, like, get on gay for a while or such? You probably don't even know what that means on account of being extra textrextrial. Can aliens be gay, too? Is that a thing? Being space gay? Um, ooh. Oh, man. Embarrassed alien is embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not embarrassed. I just don't know what you're talking about. Oh. But seriously, is it him? Um, maybe? Or is it, like, some ectobile shit instead? And a dude ain't really involved? Um, maybe. Man, wouldn't that just figure? That would suck! Why'd you have to go and confirm my bleak, dudeless future? I confirm no such thing, Roxy. You are being frightfully difficult. You just keep pushing and pushing, and I cannot maintain my composure for only so long. Okay, I'm sorry. If you're really curious about the events surrounding your daughter's origin, you can always ask her in person when you meet her. So you mean I'm gonna meet her in the game? Oh. Well, yes. But I'm not sure I should have revealed that just now. You see what happens when you push me? There's so much for me to keep track of, and it gets very difficult to remember what information to reveal at what time when you're so flustered. Okay, so without pushing and frustrating you, let me just see if I have all my facts right. I'll meet my cool as hell daughter from the future in this game. Yes, basically. And I will also meet my mother in this game. Yes. And the game will let me resurrect her from the dead, and that's what I'm going to do. The game provides a mechanism for the revival of the deceased, yes. It's called the Colonel Sprite, and you're free to gather remains of the dead party you choose to revive that individual in the form of a sprite. The sprite will then serve as a helpful spirit guide for your journey. Yeah, but you cleverly dodged the cut. That's how you say it works, but will I do that? I believe I was very forthright in my answers. If you play the game, you'll meet your daughter. If you play the game, you'll meet your mother, too. Uh, simple as can be. Narrow's eyes with drunken suspicion. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. So, yeah. Continue my confirmation spree. You're maybe kind of hinting there are ento shenanigans that lead to the birth of my daughter. Just like I descended from my mom through some sort of similar bile process. Those are... Definitely some things which you believe could be true or not true. <laughs> You're such a shitty liar. I'm not any kind of liar. Come on, what answer? Yeah, mm, or should I say, why, and mm, you? You! I choose you! <laughs> you love use. I do love use. You're silly. Silly and cute and bad at lying. But I really don't lie. I'm not deceitful by nature, but in order to protect the integrity of certain outcomes while still being helpful to you, I guess I'm learning the art of deception through honesty? Which, as it turns out, as well-intentioned as maybe still comes across to a savvy lass like yourself, is just another kind of equivocation. Though I guess it should be to startled that a rogue of Void couldn't bewilder me so. Void players are said 
text to have a way with flummoxing even those with plans beyond moral understanding. And I'm a far from anyone like that. Just a girl who wants to help. Um. I love you, you. You use great. You use very me. She's very you. I was going to say that. <laughs> when she's all like dodging questions and just like, quit being Ashley. <laughs> what, like a lot of like, well, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't lie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't lie, but I didn't tell you what was going on. Yeah, because so she says, uh, oh, you'll meet your daughter and you'll meet your mother. Yeah, technically both true. Technically both true. She doesn't know the same person. Yeah, she doesn't know the same person. And technically, that's her daughter. Yes. Yeah. But technically, it's not really her mom, per se. Well, it's technically her mom in like this world. Right. But not like really her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, fuck, man. But, you know, it's... She sees her as her mom, so... Yeah. It's close enough. And Roxy has, like, the ability to fucking, like, just confuse the shit out of people, I guess. Yeah. That's her thing. Uh, well, and also she can go, like, black like uh, Rose did when she... She can black out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, black out, drunk, and black out. <laughs> drunk and black out powers. Yeah. Which, uh, that, appropriate. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. Uh, but, um... Yep. I was gonna say, and then also... Similar thing, uh, Roxy asks if Dirk is, if she's gonna have babies with Dirk or if it's gonna be extra biology, and she's <laughs> well, like, well, technically. both, you're, you're just assuming you're not gonna give, <laughs> yeah, you will have kids, yeah, but, mm, and with Dirk, but not, but, yeah, uh, next, um, but we're seeing, uh, that's a troll keyboard, a troll keyboard, uh, troll hands, troll hands, it's also an Apple keyboard, yeah, but, <laughs> It is. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, since you're so nice, I promise not to use my wicked void powers, re basic common sense, and skills of deduction to bust you up so bad. I'd be ever so grateful. Then, without giving you the whole degree, what's safe to tell me? Like, what does it mean to be a rogue void? That's what I am, right? Yes, I can tell you plenty about that. A rogue is a passive class, you see. There are passive, plus, and active, minus, classes. Some more strongly passive or active than others. The passive-active distinction can mean many things, but could be quite roughly summed up in this way. Active classes exploit their aspect to benefit themselves, while passive classes allow their aspect to benefit others. Of course, there's plenty more to it, but in the rules, in no way absolutes. Only a starting point for understanding the dichotomy. You mean kind of like offensive versus defensive magic in an RPG? Sure. That's another fine way of looking at it. Classes always come in in passive and active pairs, with significant disparity between them. While a rogue is passive, a thief would be a far more active counterpart. Rogue and thief classes tend to be assigned to females, not exclusively, but commonly. Other classes lean more male assignment, while others are exclusively male, and just as many are exclusively female, like my class. There's a bit of a tangent, though, to answer your question about being a rogue. I should tell you both classes in active-passive pairs tend to have roughly very similar descriptions. In this case, a rogue or a thief is one who steals. Quite simple, really. But whether the class is active or passive makes all the difference, and... A great indicator of how a hero make use of the aspect. So basically, a thief is like the asshole class. The player who says, step off shit, mine, suckers. Whereas the rogue is basically Robin Hood. If that reference to your culture provides a suitable comparison, then absolutely. 
So I'm essentially the Robin Hood of Void. I'm still not sure what the fuck that actually means. Understandable. I guess Robin Hood's pretty cool, though. Thiefing up loot from peeps who got too much, then all sugar daddying it out to needy like a boss. Just don't have a clue how that works with Void. Yes, it is one of the more conceptually nebulous pairings, I agree. And I can't say I know a smashing good deal about the nature of the Void player's past, since the aspect is by definition inscribable to those it does not choose, but I can at least tell you this. If you're ever to enjoy full ascension as a rogue of Void, you'll be able to do some completely astonishing things. Like what? Oh no, you'll not pry that out of me. Not to preserve causality, but to keep the surprise in store for you. It would not be honorable of me to spoil the discovery you would... Should you be fortunate enough to realize your potential? Well, about that. I feel sort of stupid about this, but I've been giving all my friends this whole dramatic spiel about not wanting to even play this thing, and I might have fucked stuff up already. Is that so? It's so. And I guess I still haven't decided what to do. There are props and cons to both things. Uh, would you mind listing them? Okay, I don't play, and I get this kind of passive-aggressive revenge at the witch for killing my mom, and thereafter keep staying here and being lonely. Or, I do play, and the sweeps are as follows. Sweep powers for me. Check. Tri-generational Lalonde family reunion. Check as fuck. Meet all my friends. Heck a check. And small other stuff. All five points. Is there nothing I can do to make this decision easier? No, but thanks. You already have anyway. I'll probably play. Wonder if I can tell Destroyer without looking like a waffle-ass chump. What's a waffle-ass chump? Is it Earth Cuisine? <laughs> no, it's just a shithead. This doesn't matter now, though. I can't play till I go deliver this dead cat backing in time to my mom or something. Uh, that's another statement that does make a good deal of sense to me, but it's important to you than Godspeed. I'm so pleased to hear you're learning in favor and participating with the rest of us. I promise we'll all have a ball together. Now I have a busy schedule to keep up with, so I must go. But please remember, you can always contact me if you have questions. Don't be a stranger. Love. Ta. Uranus Umbred seats cheering, tipsing her shoulder. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's the cutest. Well, one, I just want to say, we didn't mention it, but Roxy is one of my favorite lines of all Homestuck, which is, is that even a thing you can be? Space gay? <laughs> space gay is an incredible line. Uh, yes, you can be space gay. But yeah, it seems like uh, you, you, uh, Uranium Umbra, is really into, like, Homestuck? Almost? Yeah. Like, she's into, like, she's talking about reading, like, the legend. Like, oh, that's the... And she's like, oh, I want to tell you everything about, you know... <laughs> like, everything I know, but I can't. But like, oh, I want you to experience it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the, she's the person who gets you to play their favorite video game, yeah, and, and then like, really wants to talk about it so bad, but knows they can't talk about it yet. Yeah. Uh, proceed to lab. Uh, yeah, or read her fa- or read their favorite web comic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, but yeah, can't wait for the episode to go up in eight months. Yeah, no kidding. You're fairly sure this one will take you to one of the windows you've set up in the lab. There's more than one way to find out if this is true, you guess, but there's only one way that involves you doing. What they need to do best, which is falling down. Descend. Uh, and she jumps Ooh. in, flies through, sees like the other window. She sees. Oh, herself? Herself. She's like, what? That's weird. Like herself, like in Durst 
Yeah. Sleepwear. In the pajamas, yeah. yeah. Boom. I thought she just wasn't going to make it through. Yeah. I think like she did, though. Yeah. But then we're back at the character's lock scene.